penis. Fantastic. Welcome, everybody, to episode 119 from your good oh pals God. right here at the Soxcast. 119. We've done way too many of these. Yep. We're going we're gonna, to. We're, don't worry. This, like, the series finale is coming sometime. <laughs> That's what I keep being told. I keep being told we're, we're allowed to quit at some point. Hey, corporate. <laughs> exactly. keeps, they keep. Paying us, they keep paying us exorbitantly to do this. Yeah. But. Like, I'm, dude, we getting that fat Simpsons money. <laughs> like, we, we haven't been good for to get in either. But we really, we do get like that. Exactly. Speak, speaking of corporate, we are brought to you as always by Moon Pies. Moon Pies. We hate children. Corporate's always just got some shenanigans with those Moon Pies taglines, I tell you. Like, they're changing it. Like, they, they're still trying to find one that works and one that sticks. Uh, that one about the Shantae game last time, it was really topical and on point. I thought they had a good one there. And, I mean, I would I would slap that on a box for a few weeks and see how it rolls. I, I mean, th- I think that those Moon Pies... A few weeks is longer than that game stayed in the public consciousness. Capitalized on that hot wow, Shantae brand in the mainstream. Right? Right? Uh, Zarella, thank you for the sub. Much appreciated. That was a Tingu Gemini gift. Uh, (laughs) Okay, okay. So, hey, guess what? Some cool things are coming to SoxMakePeopleSexy.net this week. It's true. Guess what's happening? It has taken us six months to get this damn thing together. (laughs) But I can promise you, I promise you, the wait has been worth it. 705 video games ranked in order of importance and of actual quality. So, you know, like 705, it's garbage. Get it out of here. Why are we even talking about everything that comes before number one? Why would we do that? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, of course, talking about our games of the decade list sourced entirely from the opinions, the, the wonderful and correct opinions of the SoxMakePeopleSexy.net community. It is going to be updated every day on the main site. You can just go to SoxMakePeopleSexy.net and it'll be right there on the front page. We're going to uh, put, put put each uh, uh, entry up every day uh, about noon or so. Every, every day is going to be about 100 games. Um, and that will continue through Saturday. Sunday, next Sunday, right here, again, we're going to be meeting right here again so soon. And we do these bi-weekly, uh-huh. but, but we had to end Game of the Decade in a real special way. We are going to be unveiling the top 99 entries right here, live on the podcast. We've got a whole thing set up for it. It's going to be a fun little presentation. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, we don't have an exact uh, start time on that, but it'll be on the site uh, throughout the week once we get everything kind of hammered out. So, yeah, like Monday through, so starting tomorrow, the 23rd. 22nd. Tomorrow's the 22nd. I need to learn to date. <laughs> Tomorrow's the 22nd. Yeah. Starting the 22nd, 
start we, we, we start hammering out this list day by day and we get to Saturday and that'll be the last text list until we get to Sunday. Wow we where we will have our podcast live to, to, to for our grand unveiling of the top 99 choices and then of course after that um, once 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 I finish editing up that podcast the of course the the actual text version of the list will go up along with that archive yeah. of the podcast as well so uh, so yeah by this time next week we're gonna be close to knowing what the actual game of the decade is for 2010 oh, to 2019 get your bets in everybody get excited it's gonna be fantastic and we hope we catch you here for the for, for, the, for the live unveiling because that's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot for sure. It's it's a lot. Hold on to your butts. Exactly. If you got a butt, and you if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know how you don't have a butt. I mean, that's how you listen to things. <laughs> Hold on to it. Hold on. That's to so it. dumb. It was. It was. <laughs> I am very dumb. I'll have you know. I love that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. To my immediate virtual right, till he gets his shit in this motherfucker, he won't never die. It's Rhett. Hello. Hey. Hey, buddy. I'm excited. You're excited? What are you excited about? Well, Game of the Decade and just this episode of the podcast. Oh, you're excited for this episode in particular? I got some bangers. You got some bangers? Good, because I ain't got shit. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I got, I got, I maybe got a thing or two. I think the other one. We have are, the long, I mean, the ongoing, other one, the other one segment. The, I mean, one of them, Rhett might have forbade me from talking about in my own podcast because I'm not allowed, I guess. But we'll see. We'll see. You're ready for a podcast, though. That that that's good. That's good. That's good. I was up very late this morning finishing a game. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were, weren't you? To my immediate virtual left. He could kill off some bears and dogs and shit just to make you a fur coat. It's John Fire! Hi. Hey. Hey, don't bud. the voice of somebody that, would easily, that could easily kill bears and dogs for a fur coat? You sound like it. Yeah. Like when it's, I, the cold socio- it's the cold sociopathy that you're hearing. It's when, the first time I ever heard you talk was like, oh, this motherfucker kills animals. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you know, it, things are, you it know, feels, things are really fun because it feels so good to be I able mean, to laugh. I mean, this isn't one of those, but just thinking about that, it feels so good to be able to laugh because I have not been able to do that for like two. Weeks. I know, it's oh, nice, geez. but I can laugh now, can laugh. and it doesn't hurt. Aww. you're almost done. I'm almost the the worst of it is almost over. <laughs> Almost. The worst of it isn't quite over. <laughs> the worst of it isn't quite over. Hopefully that'll be cleared Tuesday. So wait, were you injuring yourself on those Higurashi streams laughing? I was preventing myself from laughing. Oh my yes. god. Like, that's why, like, I was just like, ah, don't laugh, don't laugh. Because I was literally trying to keep it in. Oh my god, Cause that's I, rough. Because I laughed once, and <laughs> it was it was a very ouch experience. Hmm. Yeah, don't laugh after surgery, folks. Especially if it was uh, very close to the abdominal wall. That's gonna fucking hurt. We gotta save those clips and just know here are the bits where Polly suffered. Yeah, Enjoy. yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure a lot of those bi- a lot of those clips are still there. Like I even clipped one of like the 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 miserable manhood line literally sent me over the edge. <laughs> My miserable manhood twitched a little bit. <laughs> it's such a good line, and it hit out of out of nowhere. 
Um, just at man, Higurashi is good, but we can't talk about it because Rhett forbade it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and whatever Rhett says, we do. Yeah, because it's his, it's his podcast, so we're not allowed to talk. We're not allowed to talk about Higurashi. So we won't be talking about mm-hmm. Higurashi this episode, even though both me and John played it. Oh uh, no, I'll definitely because Rhett forbade <laughs> yeah. it. Last I'll, week, you know, last episode, you were like, "Well, we we're probably not going to check on any Higurashi every time," but now John has went and read the first two arcs, so obviously, right. And then Rhett, no, Rhett was like, well, you're, we're going to keep this up, so you're probably not going to check in on this every Right, right, right. Uh, I was like, uh, well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. You're not my mom. There you go. So for the next episode, I'll have read the first three arcs. There you go. That's how, we, that's how we even this out. Did you ever read them, Rhett? No, no. didn't read them. Just, this is weird for you me. You want Rhett to read. I'm that's jealous. funny. That's funny. You want Rhett to read. This boy is only watching anime, okay? The only reading he's doing is if it is a doujin and there is anime titty in it. Why the fuck do I read those? You just look at the pictures. You don't even read the what the You get you get like extra invested because of the story, right? Yeah, right? Come on. It's nice. You get real into it. I okay. (laughs) Real into it. Sometimes the first third or so is fine when they get to the sex it's very cringy like oh. universally <laughs> well I can't maybe you're reading about, maybe you're reading about dojins Rhett. maybe you need to read some better dojins I'm so excited fill me up raccoon <laughs> <laughs> not that place it's so dirty <laughs> this is a good podcast oh no <laughs> Oh, you're just like a baby sucking on my nipples. <laughs> Dojin dialogue is terrible. I'm saying it. It's universally terrible. It's like, so bad. We should have a live reading sometime. Oh my god. We should just read some live. We have to find something and we each pick characters to be. I We gotta do this now. We It's too fucking dumb to Whoops, not do. I just fucked up. Yep. We gotta do it now. Wowee. Oh, Rhett, thanks for the... <laughs> Figured that would be timed well. <laughs> this is definitely a wowie kind of moment. Speaking of wowie, John Fire. Yeah. Hey. Hey, how, you, you want to talk about things for a podcast? Yeah. Always. I love talking about my own interests and myself. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so let's, let's hear I, played, I played a game. You played a video game? And it is a game that includes characters that you all know and love. I like characters that I know and love. In, including Renneri Yuku and Mion Sanazaki. I know those right characters. Do you like those characters? I like them a lot. I like, especially like Mion, I've come to find out. Um, I can't oh. believe this turn. She Holly, is... you were at the Rena stand for like decades. Dude, 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 dude. There is a warmth and... and, and loveliness and 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 a playfulness that Mion has in the visual novels that is on another level. Visual novels? What are y'all talking about? I'm talking about the shooting game, Renegade. Renegade. Oh, Renegade is really good. Damn it. I tried to post in the chat, but I haven't set up my computer with it yet. Um, <laughs> so I played two games by Toby Alden. Mm-hmm. Um, the first I, is Renegade. I played Renegade. This game is fun. <laughs> It's an extremely cute, it's excellent a, shit post game. It is game. a great shit post game. 
oh my god, it is just, it is not <laughs> boss fights. You play as, I think, Layla from Layla for the Ness. Yeah. And she has a little shield. And you jump around and you hold the fire button and you just shoot, like, a bullet every frame. Yep. <laughs> and then, like, but it, like, there's a little bit more, there's just a little bit more effort into it than you think starting it off, which is my favorite kind of shitpost game. Yeah, yeah, because, like, the bullet patterns and stuff actually are really impressive and shit. Yes, and it gets, like, really, it gets kind of sophisticated. It gets cool. Yeah. Huh. Um... Like and then the and then like there uh, there's a couple extra moments outside of just the bosses that are cute and well done and mm-hmm. add to the good shit post vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked it, um, and I thought, well, I shared it with everybody I knew. Like, hey, you have to play, Rena game. Yes, the obviously the best game starring Rena Ryugu. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I was like, can't get any better than this. What could be better what? than Rena game? I, yeah, like. I think we've reached peak Rena. If you are we've playing, peaked, reached peak Rena. Yeah. Um. So what's better than peak Rena? And then I played their game, Family Mansion. Family Mansion is cool. I really like this one. It's it's like instead of it being a shit post game, it is like just an like a earnest small short story game, but with boss fights. And they're really good. And they're really good boss fights. It's, like, it's, that game is super crunchy. It's it's crunchy. It feels good. The it's it's similar, but it's top. It's similar to Renegade game, like with the bullet patterns, but it's top down. Yeah. Um, and the writing is just completely hilarious. Yes. You star as a blood sorceress, I think. There's vampire tinges, but yeah. it's like left in, deliberately ambiguous. Yeah. And you are coming back home to fulfill the prophecy where you must kill all your mom and all her sisters and your grandfather, <laughs> as the blood sorceress must do when she becomes when she comes of age. That makes total sense. I mean, this is just the normal rules of how things go. This is just blood sor- It's just common blood sorcery. Yeah, like everybody, you, you learn this going through blood sorcery school. Mm-hmm. So you just go around, and you, there are cool bosses, there's good dialogue, and you can poke around the house a little bit. It's like it's it's like a 15-minute game. It won't take long, um, but it really like gives a, it fits a full story there. Yeah. And that's like something... I struggle to... I, it's one of my favorite kind of formats is that 15-minute game that feels full like that. And they're not... There, there aren't really a lot of them. Expanse, oh, there, I'm, Expanse has a nice 15-minute... Like, I think that's a good 15-minute. I mean, there are a lot of them. It's just hard that they're... It's really hard to find them because it's, it's that sort of sense of narrative completion. That, yeah, it's hard to wrap a story in 15 minutes. Yeah, and yes, of course, all of my games. I have a bunch of games that do it great, but yeah. I'm talking about from other people. Yeah, like, uh, like other people aren't the literal genius that you are. I know, so it's hard, much much harder, right, um, for them to bring it to bring these kind of things to life. And Family Mansion just nailed that. It's one of my favorite games um, in that format I've played. I think um, so. I, I, I've I beat the hard difficulty, which lowers your number of um, lives and heals. And then I'm working on the nightmare difficulty, which is uh, which I actually cha- which leaves the lives and, and heals the same, but it changes the bullet patterns up. Ooh, yeah, Ooh, I'm gonna try. Yeah, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try hard. I finished mm. it on normal, so or whatever. Mm. The I think it's so far it holds up. Yeah, it's it's um, like that's a really like again like a cute little free game like this, and like man, y'all could seriously charge me like four or five bucks, and I'd pay for this. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I played, like, just a ton. I just, like, had a day that I just gave over to chewing through itch games. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, probably my 
favorite. I, I played Plague Station Two, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't process. <laughs> which I did not process. Didn't the, get the pun the, there. The title oh. until I. Um, I said I figured it out later, but I, I had a good time with it. Yeah. I, or rather, I figured it out later. I'm stumbling over my words because I'm googling it, so I can post it in the chat. Gotcha. Um, it's it's it was made for in a week, which is out, which is insane. Um, it feels very big for that. It doesn't quite feel. There's a little bit of parts of it that feel jammy, like the climax is a little rushed, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still feels good to play and still. Um, does a couple cool things narratively and ends satisfyingly enough. Um, I had a good time with that. So, like, I think when I see a game that's this pretty, as I put, just posted in the chat, oh, is PlayStation yeah. 2 by Robin Field, I worry, like, oh, this isn't going to have any meat to it, yeah. especially for a jam game. Uh, but it's the thing is that it's pretty tough. Um, there's a lot of demanding action stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's at least one very cute and well-done narrative idea that I liked a lot. Um, so that's uh, so that's one I recommend too. Mm-hmm. And then lastly was Quad Death co- colon Core Meltdown EX. <laughs> and this one is very wild because it's I start I play, started playing it mm-hmm. and spent like about ten to fifteen minutes just not getting it at all like it just felt completely inscrutable like what is this weird 3d art thing basically right um which happens you know it's like oh okay this is this is kind of beyond my ken but then i just kind of stuck with it through that time Mm -hmm. and then i just kind of realized oh this is just a speed run plot this is a linear speed run platformer oh yeah that it just kind of seems like speed run bait Mm -hmm. in a in a very good way oh yeah 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 it it kind of channels um Scrap brain, final egg, and energy. You're a, you're just an egg. You're the the quad face mm-hmm. who is trying to avert a nuclear disaster by navigating the nuclear plant. Oh. And you have a couple. You have a super jump you get by charging up lightning in electrified water, mm-hmm. and then otherwise you can also wall jump. And the wall jump is like very generous. Uh. Uh, so like if there's a tube going up, you can kind of wall jump just around the side of the tube in a 3D game, mm-hmm. which feels really cool. That definitely mm-hmm. seems interesting. Yeah, um, like there's a sort of deliberate jank to it because there's no you don't have any camera controls. Um, it's just you. It's just rolling around and trying to figure it out. Um, but like once I started digging into it in earnest, I was like, oh shit. This is kind of meaty. Um, I started thinking about like Umihara Kawase, where there's just sort of no. It feels like there's no upper limit to how good you can get at the movement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think this is sort of captures some of that, where I just just like I can imagine just fucking blazing through this game, and I think it'd be really satisfying. So I actually have been working at the higher difficulties, which just tighten up your um, tight. You you have a very generous timer for the main game. Um, and a generous health bar, and then the higher difficulties just make that tighter and tighter and tighter. Oh, cool. Um, so the last, the highest difficulty is like a seven-minute timer instead of an 18-minute timer, and then the dev, like, read chat, told me afterwards, yeah, I've been in six and a half minutes. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. that's tight. That's, yep, that's snug. Um, that's, but there's five difficulties, so it just keeps going up it, and up. Yeah. 
That's it, yeah. If you have a difficulty that's nuclear annihilation, I think that makes sense. That's a good. That's a good difficulty <laughs> name. Like I thought, like Infinity Inferno and East Eight was a pretty good, uh, pretty good difficulty name. But that's pretty rad too. Mm-hmm. And also, just on top of everything, there's some funny writing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was this. This is maybe my favorite <laughs> I, of this of this batch. Mm-hmm. I had a really good time kind of learning this movement. Um, I think there's a couple spots where the difficulty kind of hikes up a little bit, mm-hmm. and there's a couple spots where the lack of camera control can be frustrating, mm-hmm. and I can imagine that getting under folks' skin, but for me it was just sort of a an additional facet of the challenge, right, I guess. Right. Um, Somebody else on my timeline was talking about this game this week. I don't know who it was. I saw, I saw you talking about this game and somebody else. That's pretty He's wild. Also, John. <laughs> I am the one comment on its itch page right now, so oh, that would wow. be a little weird. Interesting. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. It would be oh. positive. It's a great, it's a really cool thing. This is the same person that uh, made Video Pulp, which oh, was yeah. a very good political yeah. political cartoon game, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I loved this. Um, and, yeah, I've got a couple other things, but for cool, now... Cool. Um, Holly, yo, what have you been up to? Hey, uh, well, one of them I can't talk about because Rhett forbade it. So, since he runs the podcast, <laughs> well, I, th- I think John should probably lead that. Yeah, one. John should lead that one because he actually finished it. So I actually only did one thing. Mm-hmm. So we're, I get, so I get, I get, I get an easy. Oh my episode. god, I get an easy episode, and we're letting Rhett off easy this time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna get off right now. Oh, good, 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 <laughs> good. This is the sole reason. You seemed less horny for it than you did last time because you weren't. Is it your edge for two weeks instead of a year? Yeah, like I, yeah, you got edged pretty hard. You know, for yeah, when you've been edging for a year, man, that eventual release is going to be. Can you imagine edging for two weeks? Man, imagine that. Imagine how intense that might have to be. What could force you to dot to do that for two weeks? Yeah, like why would you ever choose to voluntarily edge yourself for two weeks? <laughs> Fifteen days, in fact, because it yeah, is a little a, bit more than two weeks. It is one day later than you had anticipated, and then you looked at the calendar and got very angry, almost, <laughs> almost unreasonably so. <laughs> at least you go back to work tomorrow. At least I go back to work tomorrow, which is good. I'm very excited about this. My God, you have you had the longest quarantine Three out of anybody I know by, like, by far, and you hated it the most. Whereas I would have been fucking pig and shit happy. Pig and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second I to like that. I like that. Uh, so, uh, continuing from the last episode, we closed out on a pretty big one. One that one that Rhett was very happy about. <laughs> um, and I decided, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna continue. We're gonna pick up the pieces and we're gonna continue on with that Simpo Gear thing that Rhett likes. So I watched Simpo Gear G, which is the second season. But I can't talk about it because I need. I need three months to write 330,000 words oh, about it, so, so you'll just have to find out uh, in August or September what I thought about it, Matt. God, you know what I just realized? Mm-hmm. So when we did Game of the Decade, Fresno had watched G the first time. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, like, for the entire length of your quarantine, basically. Holy it a, shit! It was, like, three months ago. God, that's funny. That's hilarious. So... <laughs> 
So Symphogear G uh, is a... Uh, tell, us, tell us what Symphogear I, is, like in case people haven't <laughs> heard it from the previous... Symphogear po- is an previous, anime. previous eight episodes. Symphogear is an anime about magical girls with cool battle suits that sing and punch things. I think that's a good. Uh, I think that is a good mm-hmm. summary of, of what yeah. that series is. That, that is a that is an okay. accurate description. Yeah. Well, like, can I ask you something right off the bat? Sure. The, so this has been the burning question I've had the whole time, and it's mm-hmm. not really any spoiler stuff. I just mm-hmm. I just want to know, and John will understand where I'm going with this. Okay. Probably. What was your impression of the character Maria after like the first episode? <laughs> <laughs> Why is she here? Oh re- wait wait as of episode one. I mean, in episode one, like, I thought it was just going to be kind of like the, 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 the dark Samus kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That was kind of, like, I she didn't make an impression on me at all. Okay. I, I literally don't care about Maria. Okay, I've got bad news for you, Polly. You are not a lesbian. Oh. <laughs> what? Because I've read many, many Simple Gear Watch threads. Uh-huh. And universally i see girls go nuts for maria after um, like immediately why like what is oh it my about, god i love her what she's is... so pretty i want her boobs in my mouth oh there's there's subasa's new top just people <laughs> fucking go nuts for her and i don't understand I, she just left no like i thought that like okay it's cool we're gonna do the dark samus thing which we i guess we just never did because uh, she just kind of does fuck all the entire series but <laughs> Um, I am. Uh, okay. I never, okay. I never really got that from her though. Like, I mean, it's an attractive design, sure. Um, I, I wouldn't say no if that's what you're asking, but <laughs> I, I just see people go nuts for I'm her not immediately. Really, yeah, like I, yeah, I didn't have that uh, impression going in. Okay, honestly. I was just curious. Yeah, I like, mean, Polly's pan that doesn't necessarily yeah, disprove. Like, yeah, it doesn't disprove. It, it doesn't disprove the theory. <laughs> it doesn't disprove the theory. It's just she's. I guess she's just not on my radar. Mm. But uh, okay. okay, so okay. the second season of, of Simple Gear Two, this one basically hits the ground running. They throw you into the meat of a main plot. Oh, first episode's good. Yeah, it's real good. A lot of good. Like they know how to throw you into this. I, I like, and it's really smart that they didn't start on a slow one. I think like they needed to mm-hmm. hit the round running, and, and it felt really good. Uh, so they kind of like, it, and it's cool because they're taking a hold of a plot thread. Uh, the, uh, from the way the first season ended, and uh, kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, we gotta like deal with the repercussions of this now. Like, like it, it might seem like a big far off thing, but it's like, oh no, this is actually a big problem, and we need to be paying attention to it. Kind of like the whole coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Symphogear and hold it, and Symphogear is at, and, and like the way the world and everyone in charge and Symphogear handle it is basically the same way that we're handling it as in like okay like only the rich and elite knew about what's going on here and they're too busy shitting oh, right. their, they're too busy shitting their pants to know what they want to do about it it's really funny that I do not remember what you're talking about at all yeah like the moon, <laughs> I don't remember moon I, watched this saying, I watched this three months ago the moon is falling yeah. Oh, okay. They made they did permanent they did a permanent damage to the moon like in the tick. There was there's a really good uh consistent <laughs> joke see. they did in the tick uh that is fantastic that they ran with the entire series run um and it's sort of like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Chairface Chairface Chippendale tried to carve his name into the moon and he only got like C H A and that that remains in the uh, <laughs> uh engraved on the moon the entire series. <laughs> it's really good. A good joke. It's a really good joke. 
Um, but yeah, like this, uh, this kind of like hits the show. Right. The, the show kind of primarily uh, introduces three new characters. You got Maria, of course. Uh, she's, I mean, she's there. She says, <laughs> she's there. She says "mom" a lot. Um, I don't care about Maria. Um, Shirabe and Karika are good. They're good additions. I like them. Okay, like, they're very okay, good. good. They're good characters. They do, and and like. Even if, I, if, even if I don't like Maria, I think they still give her like a good backstory. Like you get, you, you come out of that story knowing who that character is and why she is the way she is. And it's just like with Shirabe and Karika, like you get good uh, introduction Drama. stuff. Yeah, like you get good, you, like why they're doing the things that they're doing, why they believe what they believe, and like there's 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 like good central conflict there when they come into contact with you know, the main cast uh, from you know with uh, Subasa, Hibiki, and Chris. Like when they when those when those finally collide and you start seeing the differences and like the different sides of 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 the uh, the conflict. It's like oh, okay, cool. And like in each of those characters, the, co- the new characters, they obviously bring their own cool new gear to the action scenes and stuff. And that's like one of and that's one of like the cool parts about a show like this, or like My Hime or My Hutome or 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 Madoka is, is like when a new character gets introduced that you know is going to be in the action scenes. Like, ooh, what's she gonna do? And then like <laughs> they un like they they unleash all of their cool new tech, and it's like yeah, like these characters have like really fun, cool battle animations and abilities and stuff, and it makes them really cool to watch them just kind of like light up the screen uh, when they get the chance to. So that that that, that stuff's fun. Yeah. Um. Something else I noticed was that, 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 like, that it feels like they're subtly working with the singing stuff more. They're trying to make it uh, more uh, contextual in a way mm. because there were a lot of times where, where I noticed that the vocals were actually mixed higher than the music. So it sounded like you were kind of up in their face and they were singing a bit. Uh, so the, like those scenes came off a little less. They're still fucking hokey. But <laughs> yeah. it came off less like. But a thing that I really liked that that they would do is like when when there was a lyric tied like to that like that character doing an animation for an attack, they would overdub that vocal with her screaming the line instead of it instead of the, like the sung vocal playing. And like, yes. so they do, they do that, that more. Oh yes, do that. That's more. this one. I this season had the first song that actually made me be like, oh, that's badass. Yes. Oh, I want to listen through yeah. that. I want to watch that scene again. Now we know. We all know which one that is for John, his favorite character. <laughs> Continue, Polly. Uh, but yeah, like I like that. Like, it, it, like, like, like the music stuff still comes off a bit hokey to me, unfortunately. But yeah. it, again, it doesn't detract. It's it, J-pop. It, and that, like I said, that that whole idea of like you know, even just dubbing in them screaming the line of the lyrics, it just it, that felt good in the moment. Like that made it work for me. Like, and, and, yeah. and that's something that's really hard to get to work for me since I just I just don't like that part of the show. So that that was really yeah. cool. I actually didn't know they started doing that this early. I thought they they really start doing that a lot more. Fantastic! Like I am, I'm 100 here for that. Then that's great. Um, There's like this is like um, where there's not a lot of downtime this season either. This is uh, this (laughs) really just kind of goes. Yeah, this is a season that really hits the ground and it's just like shoving its plot all up in your face the entire time. Um, but that also means I think there's less time for those soft moments you get from the first series for the first series where like it's kind of just kids being kids and like I think that like allowing those characters to be more than just kind of like battle bots like I kind of like those moments where characters get to breathe and and you get to explore those relationships or just see them play out Um, so I kind of miss that a little bit uh, from uh, the first series actually even even if it wasn't a lot uh, I think that those soft, tender moments kind of made 
like the the, the balance work a little better uh, in in season one. So yeah, agreed. Uh, so 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 like I like that the plot is ever present and the story is kind of always moving and evolving, but there's kind of like a, a um, I got a big problem with with what this the narrative what's going on with this show's narrative and it's not that the narrative is bad I think the narrative is maybe just a bit mediocre honestly, um, but it's it's I feel that characters should be pushing a narrative along I think that that's what should be happening if you're telling a good story. I think most of the time, most good stories are caused by characters being the ones to take agency and push a story forward. And I feel that what's happening with Simple Gear G is that the narrative is used to push the characters along. Uh, so, rather than the plot existing because of the characters' actions, the, the, the plot's details are already set in stone, and it's going to push these characters wherever they um, need to go, no matter how much sense it makes, no matter how <laughs> unnatural it feels, to, to where the plot needs to be. Uh, and that's that just I, hits me as bad writing. I that don't... That definitely hit me when I rewatched it, is especially Kirika and Maria. Yeah. It's just... They're, I say they very... They are where the plot needs them to be for certain things to happen exactly as they need to happen. And their ideals and their rationales change like the wind. Yeah. Yeah. I think those last few episodes and like the Chris stuff as well, it's like the writers were just like, we want these specific fights to happen. We're going to make it happen no matter how. Yeah. Yeah. Like it feels very like, really want this moment we really want to animate it we're gonna make it happen um so i ran into a lot of issues with this show with characters characterizations and their motivations it's they're sloppy they're inconsistent and in some cases they're not even apparent um (laughs) Mm -hmm. this show is bad at, at getting character motivations and rationale across like chris like chris once again gets the fucking shaft. She gets the short end of the fucking stick in which she has like this really big moment late in the season and it's barely alluded to as to why it's happening. It's really rough. I had to... Before I went into the last two episodes, I literally had to get off of my PS4, go to... (laughs) go, go, Go... and DM Rhett, Rhett, what did I miss? What is going on here? Why did this happen? I don't get the motivation here. And he's like, oh, well, it's something that happened two years before the first season that's off screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was mad. Yeah. I was... I was... Because it, it's not like there's not a narrative device called a flashback where they could infer that information to the audience. Yeah, they really needed... Like, I like what it... I like the, the motivation. It's just... It's not in the show, so it feels like it doesn't yeah. count. Like, it's a... Mm-hmm. Again, this is another instance of Chris having a really good story to tell, and they just throw it away. She is a character who has been shafted twice now in the good story, because she had a good story in the first one, and they squandered it. She had a very good reason for her actions and her attitude throughout this entire fucking season, because she didn't make sense most of it, and they didn't... Ju- you all you needed was one scene. You only needed one scene to get it across. I know, right? <laughs> and they just never did. And that mm. another thing that bothered me is the show is super vague and weird about Hibiki's past. 
even though yeah. it's, it's a major conflict in the show, and what and, and and like with one of the other major characters questioning like her want to save everybody mentality, it stems from her past and and like it the very things that molded her mindset, but it's it's something that should feel more concrete. But all we get is just this weird flashbacks that last maybe twenty seconds, and then we, I, I guess that's it. No, and there's this whole thing you have to read on the Symphogear website that I sent you guys. Yeah, I know. I know. I get that. I read that. I know. And I know. I know. But if I'm taking, the show's, if I'm taking yeah. this show as what it is and what it's showing yeah. me, mm-hmm. Hibiki makes no sense here. Mm-hmm. Like, like Chris makes absolutely no sense. Like, why, why she takes the actions she does. Even lamenting it. Like, like they spend this entire season with her kind of just being in a really weird mental headspace and you don't know why. They had ten episodes prior to the big thing that happens to give us one scene and explain why. That's all they had to do, yeah. and they just they, they yeah. just didn't. So I, it felt like the it felt like I was more frustrated with the writing in this one than I yes. was in season one. Yes, I was very frustrated with almost all of the writing uh, because it just felt like again there was a plot that we want to write. And it doesn't matter if the characters fit this plot or not. We're going to just go ahead and shove them in and make it work anyway. Um, and um, despite all that, you can't call Simpho Gear bad because <laughs> well, it is. Well, John certainly can. <laughs> I think he came out of this saying, "I hate Simpho Gear," like definitively. <laughs> Continue, Bali. I think that despite the fact that this is a show that, especially this season, where I feel that it is a 26-episode show trying to stuff itself into 13 mm-hmm. episodes, so the scope of what it's trying to do is way too big. Like, this story needed scaled back a lot to work. Mm-hmm. Um, despite all that, this the last two episodes of this show, in... Fucking credible! Yes, they're out there. <laughs> that was the tiniest Better red squeak. T- you just squeaked out the cutest yes we've ever oh. had on this pot. I get. I need somebody to clip that. <laughs> well, because it's like pop. When Polly was talking about season one last time, and like saying, "Oh, I really want more character backstory stuff, and you know, ca- like, you know reasons uh, behind their actions," and me and John are both sitting here uh, like, "Oh fuck!" Because <laughs> <laughs> Simple Gear G is the antithesis of that. Oh yeah, as as a show where punch first, explain why later. Yeah, that's a lot of what happens in this show, uh, and sometimes we don't even explain why later. <laughs> Um, they they introduce an idea mm-hmm. that's also in Fate Stay Night, and they do the thing that they never do in any of the Fate media. Mm-hmm. Oh, the last episode. Oh, the 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 crazy stuff. The real crazy shit. The really fun. Like this this yes. show. This show's climax goes Fate off the rails in a way that, that had me grinning ear to ear because it was just like, okay, you guys are trying. You are really throwing it out there, and I'm. Fucking here for you. I'm... Thank you, Sam. <laughs> We're clipping I... it. There you go. Cool. There we go. But like, I was at least satisfied enough with with the conclusion um, that like I'm not gonna trash this one either. I just, I, I think that the writing is bad. Um, mm-hmm. I I man, like like this has to be 
Like, I, I swear that like, if I look at reviews of Symphogear Seasons, this has to be really near the bottom. This was the highest rated one until the fifth season. Not oh. by not by you necessarily, but by like the fans. I think. Oh, like by me as well. That's true. By initially. Oh no! I did not realize how dumb this one was until I rewatched it. <laughs> yeah, like this one, like I mean, at the very least, like I think that I've watched enough of this show. This show to know now that like I'm I'm invested now. I'll keep watching. Like I don't see like there's nothing here that's bad enough that's making me say, oh god, I never want to see any more of this. Like I'm absolutely yeah. going to watch season three, uh, season three, four, and five now. Like I think I'm kind of oh bought. boy, I think I'm committed. I think I'm bought in enough because even if the, I think that the writing isn't doing them enough justice, I still think the characters are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, except Tsubasa. She's literally the most boring person to Thank ever you. exist. Thank you! Thank you! Man, when a thing happened and, and I was like, oh man, I hope they stick to that. I hope that they don't pull back on that. <laughs> I, you could be uh, you could be talking about so much stuff in this show right end now. of episode 10 <laughs> end of episode 10 when a thing happens bang bang I was like oh 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 yes <laughs> and this is my favorite part of this whole series it's so dumb <laughs> she's in the next scene in the next the episode just next standing there shot <laughs> and what would be if this was just pieced together without credits? And she would literally be in the next shot perfectly fine, but she has a bandage on her head. <gasps> they um, show her being fine and then explain why. Yeah. Um, like, it's exactly what I said, where it's like, do, do a cool cliffhanger, then explain it after the fact. Yeah. They got, like, like they got a good climax out of, out of her and Chris, though. I think that was good. That was a good moment. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, like... Yeah, like I said, like I think that the writing is just not doing these characters justice, and I really wish the, the character writing yeah. would pick up because, like, you got the action down, you can do that. I know you can do that. Please focus on these characters a little more because yeah. I think they deserve it. Um, they're really good, uh, except Subasa, she's trash. Um, <laughs> Wait, who's worse, Subasa or Maria? Subasa. Oh, wow. I would take Maria. Over, I would take Maria over Subasa because I would fuck Maria. Okay. There you go. I think... Okay, Kibasa, I... you turn up your nose at it. She'd be like, hey, one of the fucking... You'd be like, eh, yeah. you're really boring. You're really boring. You are probably a literal dead fish in bed. <laughs> okay, can I do my small defense of this show? Absolutely. I think... What impressed me about Simple Gear Duty the first time I wrote it was obviously not the character writing because the character writing is bad. Yeah. But it was how the action writing would just com- they would consistently put themselves in a corner and then find a way out. Yeah, like that's really cool. Like specifically, like the attack that Kirika has that will slice your soul in that's half. That's really good. The way they pay the way that they off, pay that off is, is insane. It's so good. Like, and it's something that makes one hundred percent sense because they set it up. A season earlier. Yeah, they set, right. They set that up way early. I was ve- like, when I saw what happened, I, like, and and, and I, you were probably thinking, I'd be like, that's bullshit. I was like, oh my god, that's so good because you didn't notice the context clue that I noticed. Yeah, there is a cool context clue that happens. 
uh, near that scene, I'm like, oh, I know what they're going to do. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> That's a real good fucking moment to get out of something where it's just like, yeah. the, like how do you come back from that? Oh, that's really good. So they write these impossible scenarios and find a way out. So like in the in a one way the writing Yeah, delivers. like in one way the writing actually completely freaking works. And this show still gives me that feeling of like a a late nineties, early two thousands anime where mm-hmm. it's just like I think that that kind of writing is just emblematic of that time. So I, I like I, mean, I this, still appreciate yeah. it. I still appreciate it on that level. This season is just dumb cliffhanger after dumb cliffhanger. Yeah, like, yeah. oh no, the the roof of the building they're on exploded. Oh no, she's, she's got a gun. Fall. She shot Tsubasa. Oh no, her <laughs> body is breaking apart from the inside out. We resolved that. Okay, now we're on the... Oh no, her arm. Okay, resolve that next scene. Yeah, they just keep resolving these things. Immediately. Yeah. When John hates that. I thought it was very funny. See, I thought it was funny. Ugh. Like, I was laughing. Like, as soon as, like, when she got her arm ripped off, I was laughing because I knew that there were there was no way you're committing to this. There's no oh, way no. You're, there's no way you're gonna at least have an episode where she doesn't fucking have an arm. I, I think it seems like Brett connected with the aesthetic level completely immediately. Yeah, yeah. And it seems like you've connected really strongly with the aesthetic level to the point where even while the narrative stuff has bothered you. Mm-hmm. The, the feel of it resonates so much yeah, that it lets you kind of look past I think that. that that's what it is. It's, to me, it's more of just a feeling I get when I watch this show sometimes, where it's not like, mm. it's not necessarily what's happening or, or the characters, which, like, when this show has really good highs, it has really fucking good highs. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of it is just like, man, this kind of just puts me in a place where I remember watching things like this. Like, it threw me back to when me and Rhett watched my Hime together for the first time yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, a moment that I hold really dear. Like, it was, it was, it meant a lot, so... Um, like it kind of yeah, and kinda, I don't have those touchstones. Yeah, like to not have that touchstone, I can understand how it kind of like this kind of comes off really flat. I, I kind of checked out after um the after the mind control character fight because I was like, this was a moment that I was would have been like really jazzed about, and I yeah. kept thinking like, boy, I wish the writing earned this. Yeah, and then that, and then I was just kind of sitting grumbly yeah not like, happy for the I, last three episodes like, just like no this does nothing for me <laughs> like the the whole mind control thing was a scene where it's just like man i really wanted so much more from that moment like i wanted so much more dramatics i wanted so much more mm-hmm. anguish uh but this is not the show that i'm going to get that from i don't think yeah i mean that's and, just it's just another thing that this introduced me soft in one episode. Yeah, yeah, that's just so weird. That is a one thing. Like, and it's it's pretty big when it happens, and there's no lasting repercussions. Like, it's just like, oh, that happened. That's my one song that I liked. That's a good song. Yeah, it's <laughs> the good. um, it's really funny that I watched that, and then a little bit after play Tales of Vesperia because they both have absolutely stakesless, nothing mind controlled character yeah, fights. Yeah, if you if you introduce mind control. And then you make one beloved character fight another beloved character. It doesn't count. You don't get credit for it. No, it, it doesn't work. No, you like you can make that work with like some agony and some actual harm being caused. Uh, but they don't want to do that to these characters. It's very clear. No. Um, yeah. This, ha- this this show has a yeah. a brighter worldview than that. I think. Um, where where what I noticed about yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. What I noticed about Simple Gear is that, I mean, I, I'm trying to not immediately talk spoilers, but it's like. Kanade dies, like, in the first episode immediately. Yeah. And then in this season, Serena 
Maria's sister yeah. is, like, dead before you meet her. Yeah. Like, they're not gonna kill characters that you're attached to. No. Like, I I think I've kind of already come to that point where, like, no harm is going to come to any of these. We got, we got merchandise and CDs we to sell. We have merchandise and CDs. These characters sing, <laughs> you better goddamn believe we are releasing singles. <laughs> the whole way Serena is introduced, like in with her death scene, is just <laughs> a funny it's, echo of season yes. one. Yeah, it's really it, yeah. That was the scene with the eye blood, right? Yeah. Yep. John like texted that. me when he started it. Ah, someone is bleeding for from the eyes as Simpho Gear tends to as go. As Simpho Gear, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Serena you know is voiced. Who is she voiced by? She's voiced by uh, Yui Hori, who does Nepgear. Oh, right, Nepgear, of course. <laughs> Which, of course, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, like uh, I, I, I maybe not as be on mm. the Simpho Gear train right now as hard as Rhett, but this is definitely I, like no, no. See, the, it is incom- is impossible for you to get on as hard as I. Yeah, am, so <laughs> it probably is. Um, but, uh, like, I guess I kind of think of it as comfort food. Like, it just kind of, Aww. like, it feels good to watch. Like, I watch it. I don't feel like I wasted my time. Even if, like, the, the, the writing is kind of making me mad. Um, <laughs> like, I, think, I that... think this is the worst season for character motivations. That's good. That's good. Because, like, you can say that, like, the Hibiki and Chris stuff is confusing and, like, yeah. explained outside of the show. Yeah. But for me, it's, like, Maria and Kirika... I, I actually can't even begin to explain their actions in the last yeah, few episodes. It's, they just do me. they do what they have to because the plot dictates it. And that's unfortunate. It's, because I, think, I like, like Kirika a lot. I like her design. I think she's rad, but like there's nothing say, there's nothing to her. She like you to explain her character you have to just go, she's a dumbass. She's a dumbass, yeah. She's yeah. a dumbass and tried to kill kill the person she loves. And and, and, and death. Death. She says death a lot. It's really cool. So yeah, simple gears, Rad. I'm cool with it. Rhett! Oh my god. Hey! It's my turn now. Hey! He's already spent. Boy's already spent. We, we spent too long talking about I can't bring up Simpho Gear too early in a podcast now because Red Boy will be spent already. I thought that was kind of like how we're just going to end every episode from now on. Um, So I played Wonderful 101. Mm. Okay. I talked about that last time on the podcast. Yeah, you did. We had some weird issues with the uh, with the some, camera, with the and camera, the combat. The combat I thought the camera was fine, but okay. You also guy. stopped playing this game. I'm gonna get back to it. I wanted to read as you game. start like twelve itch games, uh, and some I other got games. Through those quickly. Be... It doesn't count. If, if I finish them in one day, it doesn't count. <laughs> Itch games you don't started, count. They're not triple A. Don't worry about it, right? There's another there's a triple A game you started and finished a couple days ago. It, no, it was a triple A game I finished and played in one day, so it doesn't count as And then there's the eight visual novel series that you started. Which, I, which yes, but that's Higarashi, and that doesn't count because it's Higarashi. That obviously takes is priority over anything. There's another VN there's another VN I'm working on that I started before Wonderful <laughs> 101, so that doesn't count. But what I'm saying is there have been a lot of And I did start Sonic and the Secret Rings. That that's the one. I think, that's, I think, yeah, that, I yeah, think that counts. multiple Sonic games think, in the way of. Anyways, I think Beepner, continue it. I think Beepner and Chat purposefully had a phone call because we were talking about anime. <laughs> continue. I mean, I I can understand the audience getting a little yeah, frustrated. Maybe talk at this point, but I live for it. So fuck it. It's our giant, podcast. Giant podcast. Bomb folks, live with it. Giant bomb people would talk about like oh one God, game yeah. for a year. Who gives a shit? <laughs> So it's time for our weekly Call of Duty check-in. Oh, good. <laughs> Need to do that. 
Okay, so now it's time for my weekly one wonderful one oh one check. Week number two, yeah. week second and final weekly wonderful one oh one check in. So I finished this last night. It took me the full two weeks to actually finish Woo! it. Because I was not feeling super motivated. Oh really? Because well, because just the pace of that game is just it's very slow. Those missions are very long. Yep, they're chunky. So. Should I just say how many missions there actually are? Yeah. I think I know, but go ahead. There's nine. Oh, I thought there were six. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, okay. basically, it's a three-act structure. There's the first three, then the second three, and then, like, you'll see when it plays. Like, the story really hits a moment at the end of six, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, you're clearly going into the final act, and I'm like, is this final act going to be another three missions? And then I look, and it is. And I'm like, okay, nine is definitely the end, and then there's an epilogue. <laughs> Um, it's just, it's a pretty long game. I think they really could have increased the pace a bit and just, there's some filler moments, I feel. Mm-hmm. So I think my main problem with that game is that the enemies, a lot of them are like, use this weapon on this enemy. Yep. And it never really changes that up that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it becomes especially noticeable in like the last in like mission seven and eight where it's just like you're not mixing up enemies in interesting ways you're just spawning like two of the enemy you use the whip on and then one of the enemy you use the hammer on and like you never really fight crowds in that game like you actually fight the most crowds at the very start which is I thought was kind of weird, weird. That's, huh. huh like the very start of the game is like the real kind of small foot soldier enemies mixed in with a few bigger ones mm-hmm and then, like, the entire rest of the game feels like one or two really big enemies, and that's it. And, like, huh. very, very little, like, mixing up of enemy types. Right. And that just, it gets a little road when it's just like, okay, I have solved this. Because en- I'm fighting one enemy at a time a lot of the times. It's just like, I've oh. solved this. I know on this enemy, I throw the bomb at it, and then I do this, and then I throw it, and it does half damage, and then I just repeat that. Right. It's just like... There's a funny thing in the epilogue. It does like the whole playable credits thing, mm-hmm. and in the playable credits is like two turtle enemies and two dragons. And I'm just like, oh, you can do four enemies on screen at once. You just chose not to until it didn't matter. Like Ooh. what the hell? <laughs> I was just really confused by that because <laughs> in the game you would only ever fight two of those by themselves. Yeah, like Weird. two turtles or two dragons. Never a turtle and a dragon or two at once. I was like, wow, this is this is crazy. What's going on? So, I think the main gameplay where you're doing the whole Wonderline stuff, mm-hmm. it just remained pretty flat for me, mm-hmm. unfortunately. There are, however, a lot of big set-piece moments. Oh, yeah. yeah. As, as you as do well in a Platinum game. As you do in a Platinum game that is very clearly an incredible passion project for Kamiya, I yeah. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel his soul in this game in a way I do not. <laughs> yeah, other games. He loves Sentai so much that it's just, that is why this game exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, that carries a lot of it. It's just, you know he loved making this and, like, putting as much crazy shit as he could into yeah. it. So I really like the big set beast moments. I really like, there's a whole bunch of, like, alternate control moments where it's like oh now it's a top down shooter now it's a real shooter now it's punch out Cute. like there's a, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of like crazy moments there might be like five or six of them of like 
just totally different control scheme stuff. And it's just like, oh, now we're doing this, huh? Now, like, there's one boss that, like, chases you from behind up a volcano. And, like, you're, <laughs> so you're just navigating the ship as, like, kind of, like, Crash Bandicoot running from the neat, boulder or something. Neat. There's just There's just tons of cool moments like that. Mm-hmm. And then, so, I start to think, like, because of those moments, like, boy, I just, I wish I liked this game more, though. Like, right. it's just not quite connecting with me. Because mm. Mission 8, you know, it's starting to get pretty crazy up in here. Right. And then, you know, we're, we're barreling towards the climax. So last night, at about 3 a.m., I'm at the start of the last mission, and I'm like, I really just want to finish this. I'm having a pretty good time now as, as this game gets crazier and crazier. Let's just finish this off. The last mission of this game <laughs> goes harder than basically anything else I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it goes harder and longer because you know how every mission in this is like three chunks with saves in between? Mm-hmm. So this final mission took me almost like three hours. Oh my god. And it is going 11 out of 10 intensity the entire time. The entire time I'm just grinning from ear to ear thinking, how the fuck are they going to top this? And then they top it. And then I go, how well, how the fuck do they top that? And then they top it. It is just absolute lunacy. Escalation overload. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's so much and it's too much. It's like, and like... (laughs) I really start to like the overall visual style, starting with, like, Mission 8, mm-hmm. where it's, like, it's very colorful cosmic stuff. It's really, really gorgeous. And the entire last mission is just All of that? a fucking barrage of that for for hours. It is so <laughs> much. That's awesome! <laughs> You see, I wonder because this is a this is a Kamiya thing. I wonder if the harder difficulties kind of shake up the enemy loadouts I, more. The thing I've always heard about this, I have heard that the, oh, the real game starts with the second playthrough, and right. I'm just like, ah, uh, so it like, like it, twenty. Hours. <laughs> it's a but very yeah. long game, yeah, and the story kind of doesn't really do a whole lot till the last act. But man, this final this finale though was so ridiculous. And the problem is, a lot of, like, why I was able to have a good time with it is because it wasn't doing the Wonderline stuff. It was just like, oh, now we're a rail shooter. Now we're this. Now we're a top-down shooter. It's just like... I'm good with that. When it started packing in the variety. See, like, the funny thing is, is I've heard people the opposite, where it's just like, oh, no, the game's a shooter again. Fuck this. I hate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, like... If I'm already not on board with the yeah, actual with the, with the Wonderline game, stuff, like, then, then it's then like, fine. Yeah, yeah. Especially because I was playing it on normal, and if I died, I just hit continue. There and you go. Th- this, ga- this game could almost completely fall apart because it's so weightless because the boss HP does not reset when you continue. Mm. Everything just goes... You just get a free health it's up. It's literally you know? just... It's trying to do the arcade-style thing, but and that's how I tried to play it at first. I was like, oh, I better yeah. replay this mission. And then I and had it, a sense of... Oh, if I do this, I am going to not finish this game. Yeah, because the oh. missions are just way too long to replay, like a twenty-minute section if yeah. you die. Yeah, especially because not... like there's that a lot of bosses play. where I won't. I just literally won't know what they want me to do and just die. And then until I figure it out, it's like, well, I'm not going to replay the whole mission just to be like, oh, you have to use the whip at the specific section moment. Mm-hmm. So the thing I mentioned oh, earlier, about... yeah, you told me last time that the um, you have to draw the shapes bigger and it makes it 
bigger. Oh, and I realized right. that's why like the whip enemy was taking me five minutes to kill. Yeah. I could, tiny whip. There's an upgrade you can get later on that is like you draw the shape but then keep the A button held down and it'll just make a bigger one. Nice. Cool. So that's a little useful. There, I Also, I got an ability that's like you draw the shape but then press Y, the top button on the controller and it'll make the shape and make the weapon but it'll be AI controlled so you can keep doing what you're doing. So you can have multiple weapons out at the same time. It gets wild. <laughs> nice so it's Excellent. like i'll be the bomb and like draw a circle press y and the fist will come out and start punching and then i just throw another bomb which is the bomb is time slow down for some reason weird so like i'll keep throwing bombs and then keep drawing shapes like the circle and the sword to keep having dps come out and it's just it's a lot and especially in that fight against the prince who's got his own 100 soldiers and is also drawing shapes <laughs> This game just does reach a level at some point where it's just, like, actually incomprehensible to people watching it unless you're playing. Yeah, like, you've got to know the game at some point. Because, especially when it's, like, you and the enemy are just drawing shapes on each other to throw weapons. And especially (laughs) when you're not necessarily controlling that giant red fist over there, you're over there, like, just dodging. Mm -hmm. It's so wild. It's, like, being able to throw out, like, multiple weapons at once is really neat. Cool. So I mentioned how earlier how, like, the finale, or just the whole game is, like, Kamiya just getting to do, like, basically this is, like, a however many million dollars they spent on it mm-hmm. version of Hunters. Yeah. <laughs> I can see. Because. <laughs> That's actually, like, just, a very good compliment. So nice. Because he's just clearly wearing his influences, like, on his shoulder. Yeah. Like, okay, there's two. Like you say. Like there's you say. two. That's the saying, on your shoulder. Uh, uh, <laughs> I wear my heart on my shoulder all the time, Red. It's fine. Yeah. Continue. There's just two huge references towards the end that are just so not subtle. Mm-hmm. Like, in the rail shooter part, towards the end, the first mini-boss comes out, and it's like a kind of segmented dragon thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, then, and then the second one comes out, and it's a big face with a bunch of smaller faces rotating around it. Mm-hmm. And then the third one comes out, and it's like a bun- it's three big mechas. They shoot at you, and then they kind of dash at you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going, wow, you're just literally making Space Harrier now, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's not subtle at all. It's just the first three bosses from Space Harrier. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's just making these games that influenced him, like, when he was younger. Yeah, like that, and that's really cool. Like, you always and it's amazing. Get you get that Cause it's, from his work anyway. It's just that he is yeah. just a child enjoying himself. But this I was, like... It the least subtle I've ever seen yeah. one of those. I just, I just had to laugh at how, like, in your face it was, if you catch the reference. Yeah, yeah. Because then at the end, there's there's an even more direct reference to Star Fox 64. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which I believe he has said is one of his favorite games ever. Yeah, yeah. And, like, there's the whole, like, you literally play as Star Fox in Bayonetta if you have that outfit. Yep. You, you have the R-wing for the shooter th- section at the end. But, but yeah, now I'm like, oh, actually, this is the crazier game than Bayonetta 2 because <laughs> of this last like mission. It. Yeah, it does. Like, I'll just say the words Gurren Lagann, and you probably yeah. don't know what I mean by oh, that. I, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. It just, it just fucking goes. <laughs> John, you have to finish this game. <laughs> oh, there was no doubt about this it. This is not to. the turnaround I expected. Oh, yeah. I decided to be quiet. I was... 
I was so fucking exhausted this morning, though. Because <laughs> it's like, it's literally 6 a.m. and I'm just like, okay, game. Oh, there's one more boss. Okay. Oh, there's more. There's more. Just a little uh, more. It, it just keeps going. And then and then I hit the epilogue and was actually like a little grumpy, like, okay, come on. <laughs> and then I hit the playable credits and I was just like, I'm just not going to play these. I'm just going to put the controller down and watch it beat me up. Yeah. It sounds like the opposite of my AAA action game oh. experience. Mm. Well, like, because it's weird because the gameplay was still kind of weightless, but it just, it, it fucking did as much as it could and finally won me over like aesthetically that's and like and with the kamiya thing i i I have faith that if i wanted to play it solidly that i could and it would be rewarding where i don't want hard mode now yeah exactly man it's it's so much again this is not the turnaround not the turnaround i expected at all Cool. Basically, my rule was, like, anytime something crazy happens, hit the screenshot button. I took, like, 70 screenshots. Nice! It's awesome. so much. It's, it's And it's so pretty. That's awesome. Just colors. I'm going to cry my eyes out of this, I think. Cool. <laughs> I think it's going to get me. Because I, 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 like, cried at Gurren Lagann. Like, of course. I think we oh, all yeah. did. That, that, that oh, shows we ending all. fucking goes. Yeah. God, so I like, have, like... Somehow, I think I would give the thumbs up to this. That's oh, and there's awesome. That little, I like there's that whole little animation where he like has the thumb the down thumb. and turns it up. Yeah. Like I, diplomacy I, I has you, failed. I heard you talk about this. So like, and it's just such. A, it's so cool to to have heard this turn around the way it did. I'm so happy. Me too. Because I like really, it, I really was. I was dreading it a little bit because I knew it was going to be 20 hours. But then I was. Now you're telling me, and I'm like, oh yeah, like, the is, payoff is worth it. It gets there. <laughs> yeah. What's Oh what yeah, it is weird it though is, is because fun. because missions in seven and eight are like they're kind of straight gauntlets of enemies mm-hmm. and repeated boss fat like repeated enemy types and I was just like game you're you're kind of getting there story wise but you're not you're still not there gameplay wise and then mission nine is just like oh like, fuck it we fucking did it we got there we did it go us cool. that's fantastic so that's, yeah it's, that 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 it's a strange since, since game. It was normal mode that frustrated you that definitely makes me wonder because he played like they play around a lot in devil may cry with where they they completely change up all the um enemies for this yeah, they, for the they later do that difficulty in, modes they do that in bayonetta too like where you I assume fight, they do it for bayonetta, you fight yeah. certain enemies earlier or the enemy combinations are different to complement each other in more insidious ways yeah. mm-hmm. you missed the simple here talk zenitoto sorry oh. <laughs> so i just I That's think they could have been a little more direct with the variety in a couple places towards right, the yeah. end of this game. Because it just... Like, once you've got every en- every weapon type, like, you've also seen every enemy type until yeah. the very end. Gosh. So there's, like, two missions of just, like, okay, we're kind of just doing this for a bit. <laughs> I'm going like, to play this game, Red. It's yeah. going to be really fun. It's probably going to be more fun than Sonic. John! Is- Hi! Hey! You do, Fuck you... Sonic Forces! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Fuck Sonic Forces! But, oh hey, man! Hey, but Red, hey John, this game. Oh boy! What, John, Red? do you want to know something very funny that just happened? What? And it's just proof that we run in totally different circles. Yeah. One of the people I follow, because they're like obsessed with Symphogear, Gear, just <laughs> casually mentioned that they 100%ed Sonic Forces like five minutes ago. Fuck ah! Sonic Forces! I can't. Th- he's saying that he loves Sonic Forces, right? Is yeah, that that's what, what it sounds like to me. I'm saying, I'm saying 
fuck Sonic Forces. Oh, oh you want to fuck it? You, you want to get into it, it with it? It's it's fuck Mary Kill and Sonic Forces is getting fucked. Damn, just getting killed. Um, <laughs> it's getting. <laughs> um, but so you know when you get a game, a bad game, and you play it and it gets stuck in your craw, and oh, you just God. think about it all oh, day. No. How much you fucking hate it. Oh God, this has <laughs> definitely happened to me. Hi, Indivisible. What's up? Yeah, that didn't happen this time. Okay. I haven't thought about this game. I have no. That's a bad thing, Ren. <laughs> I haven't thought about this game at all, all day. I just vomited out all of my hate for a half hour after playing it, and then it left my brain forever. Oh, that's I good. I might as well have never fucking played it. Because you know what? When it gets stuck, when a bad game gets stuck in my craw, it it develops into a relationship of sort that yeah. I kind of value. Like, I feel a, a, a certain kinship with Suikoden. I knew that's the one uh, you were going to go to. With Suikoden. Or Symphogear, for that matter, at this point. I feel a connection that is, like, that, that I value. It's, a, you know, a frenemy, you know? Or, uh-huh. or, or like, a, or kind of a hate-love, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, a black, ro- black romance. Black romance, uh, that's probably not the best term, but that's the yeah. homestuck term. It's maybe bad, actually. Yeah, Spades romance, it. that's the word. There we go. Um, spades romance in homestuck. Um... So I don't, but I don't have that with with Sonic Forces. I played all of it yesterday, start to finish. Was it uh, yesterday? God, it just, feels like more than one day ago. Like everybody I know that has played that game has <sighs> done it almost in one day. I think Red is the only one I know that maybe took longer. But I think every, I think it was like two days at most. Yeah, everybody it's I know really short. Everybody I know they streamed it and they did it in one take. So it's God, really God. not very long. <laughs> I no, mean, it's it's terribly short. And that's not the worst thing in the world. No, that's probably I, a good thing, it sounds like. That's I mean, a, the, well, I think the worst issue with a lot of modern Sonic games, and I mean, and modern going back to like even Sonic Adventure 2, is that they put absolutely awful gameplay portions in to slow it down so it's not super short. Yep. Like the Werehog like stuff two, is like. Maybe kind of, two, two and a half hours, June, is about how long it was. I think it was about two and a half hours for me. Really, um, I, have, I have five hours played on Steam for some reason. Okay, yeah, it was it was breezy. It was less than three hours for sure. Mm. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so the idea of rail shooter pacing Sonic, uh huh, that's a good thing. That's a great idea. That's a smart thing to try and balance a game around. Yeah, yeah, like Star Fox sixty four is like a half hour long. That game's fucking great. Exactly. I like that's that that is a wonderful premise, and it's especially a great premise for Sonic. And I know it's a great premise because I specifically remember saying, um, in like like eight years ago or something, like after playing Generations, like I really like that. I think my ideal, like my dream Sonic game, would just be like one hour rail shooter with like a strong story propelling it from beat to beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's Sonic Forces. It's it's a short rail shooter game. It's just Sonic levels. Um, I mean, with it's kind of just Sonic levels. It's basically just Sonic levels. Um, they all feel they all feel basically the same. Um, with little cuts, with very short, tersely written cutscenes to communicate the next dramatic beat, and just and it just goes along like that until you get to the big climax. 
and it has a big climax with a three-stage final boss fight. Um, so this should be this should be the dream, right? This sounds yeah. entirely up your alley, John. And it has a story that takes itself pretty seriously, and it has like a it power friendship so theming. Seriously. Like I like I came away from Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations. Like I really enjoyed those. I kind of miss when Sonic, you know, tried with the stories. Yeah. You know, um, I like the the. <laughs> The Saturday morning cartoon, like, I remember y'all saying, finally, they're just doing a nice Saturday morning cartoon thing and not worrying about selling these big emotional beats. And right, I'm just right. like, I like the big emotional beats. I really See, like I, Sonic Adventure. I, I really like Sonic Adventure too. See, I, I thought Sonic Colors was specifically when they stopped trying about the story, because, like, Sonic Colors is the first real Saturday morning one, and it was the follow-up to Sonic 2006, which was the most taking itself seriously one. Yeah, exactly. Um... So this is trying that. It has a serious story. Eggman takes wins and takes over the world at the start. Um, and then the whole game, you have Sonic like... Sonic has been captured and is being tortured. He's being, he's being tortured. tortured! It's so good! It's so good! And Isn't you it for like are six like, months? Like, Don't they torture him for six months? Six months? I think, I think the line might be different in Japanese, but I think in English it is six, six months or something. That's so ridiculous! <laughs> and... You play as the Freedom Fighters, trying to protect... Like, it's the old Saturn- Sonic Sat AM thing. Like, oh, but, that's but a- it's really not. It, oh, I know that a- they're going for that, but it's like... Well, we'll build to that, right? But, like, okay. that is that is what they are going for. Yeah. Like, or it's what the it's the structure is. Sonic Sat AM story, short yeah. rail shooter, um, pacing, um, punchy game. That should be the dream, man. It should be the. You're right. The, like the elements here are all conceptually fine, and it is just completely weightless. Nothing lands. Mm. They don't explore any of it. It feels like an outline of a video game. <laughs> everything, is... everything I played about this felt so prototypey to me. Like it didn't feel like a final game. It doesn't. It feels like, like the and then Eggman took over the world, and the last vestiges of the Freedom Fighters are fighting to protect without Sonic at their side, and that is one black screen text box, (laughs) and then it jumps in like a year, like six months later. That you you never see Eggman like taking over the world. You never see any of that. About a third of the levels take place in either a Green Hill variant or a Chemical oh, Plant variant. God. Yeah, that part's real bad. Oh god, that's the first misery. two levels are a Green Hill variant and a Chemical Plant variant. And I was like, well, at least they're doing for like a decayed Chemical Plant. That's kind of cool. And then they just have a normal Chemical Plant later. Yep, they just do it normally <laughs> later. Just playing it straight. Um. Every level is like two minutes long. Yeah, they're so rough. They're so tiny. They're so tiny. They're so stop start and then you like stop oh okay. Don't don't get too much into the Don't you go having too much fun. Yeah, and then Oh, but now you've you've unlocked five more avatar pieces. And then they do like (laughs) twenty seconds of unlocking avatar pieces afterwards. They have they I play it on hard. And they have a rank system, and I still S-ranked most levels. <laughs> it's like, why have? Why would you have a rank system where you can get S-ranks when you die multiple times? They, oh my like, two-minute level! Even Generations doesn't let you have the S if you die. 
Exactly. Yeah. And Generations has like five minute levels. Yeah. Which is great. Which that which feels great. That's all I want. That's all I need. Um. So the levels they never. That's what makes it feel like an outline. There's a part where Sonic is thrown into an interdimensional prison along with the player avatar. <laughs> then they have one 10-second sequence where you're running on cubes spawning in space, and then you escape. <laughs> and there's a different cutscene. You do a double boost. That's oh. it. But there's no level. Oh, when it, wow. When it feels like there should be. That's How did Sonic so escape bad. from time prison? In a, he escaped from time prison in 10 seconds. He did not have to break every bone in his body over oh and over again. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I mean, isn't there... Is that the escape at, like, the very end? No, it's, like, in the middle. Because there's the escape at the very start where you fight, like, one boss and then... Yeah. You oh fight Zavik, I think. Yeah, and then there's, like, several levels on the Death Egg. There's one cool level where you're running around, around outside the Death Egg and it's pretty. Boy, this game looks expensive. Like, the parts that are there look really... Like, they had to put a lot of time into yeah. them. They really put that to good use. Um, I wonder... Because uh, in chat, Juneflower says they think this made was made in 11 months, which I guess that's... I don't know if that's true or not, because I also said yesterday, like, I think they made this in a year. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, I wonder if the levels are, like, scrapped together from old version of previous game that was scrapped, but they had the graphics still or something. <sighs> it's... It's dire. Um, Infinite is the new villain, and he flies off during the climax and says, well, wait just a second, I can still fight, and then he vanishes for the rest of the game. See, yeah, I didn't even notice that. That one's really bad. Yeah, That's really because, weird. Because he's going to Sonic Mania level. He's going to Sonic Mania land. I can still fight. Yeah. I'm the main villain they introduced for this. I'm just going to vanish. Does he really not come back? I, ha I have to read this now. He doesn't come back! I, maybe there's an implication that he, like, fuses with Eggman's robot, but it's not shown. Like, that you are you are reaching for that. Because the oh. robot's being powered by the same stone. But there's no oh, scene yeah. where he, like... There's the missing cutscene there that's like... And then <laughs> Infinite fuses with the robot. He's just... Great. He doesn't mention Infinite again. And then there's a line where Tails is like, "Oh, so this is where Ta this is where Infinite grew up. That's so sad. Never brought up again." What? It's like chaos is introduced at the start of the game. Like, here's all the bosses you're gonna have to refight. Never fight him. Oh my god. Um, there, there's one cool level where Infinite is like one cool level in the whole game where Infinite is like fucking with your gravity mm -hmm. so you're like jumping off of a building and then infinite kind of warps in and then mm -hmm. suddenly you're falling in a different direction and it feels cool but again it's two minutes long and then <laughs> yes. and they don't develop it at all it doesn't climax with anything um and then they go for like this big power of friendship ending and they have this tearful goodbye to sonic classic as he, oh, as he servant vanishes no! into the ether oh Back oh, to his got, home dimension. He's going back to Sonic Mania, the better game. Yeah. Barely. Yeah. Barely. Okay. Barely. No, Sonic, uh, it's, it's substantially better. <laughs> Sonic Mania feels feels like a... It's it's better, yeah. I, even I would say. I okay. mean, John said to me in DM, like, this is the worst Sonic game I've ever played. And I'm like, it's, so Mania's better. Oh, I said, that on, I said that on main. I was like, hey, of all the Sonic games I have played, I like this one least. <laughs> 
Um, hey, hey, Polly, do you have Sonic 2006? I am positive I, Sonic 2006 yes, is better. I, I, oh, I, I, think, for, I think you would actually... I think John's making a bet here. You would have more fun playing Sonic 2006 than you would Sonic Forces. Even though that I game would, is jank and bust, there is something that game is going for. It's tr- it is trying. It's trying to be Sonic Adventure 3. Yeah, it's exactly. It, it's trying really hard. And There's no possible goal that's more noble <laughs> than trying to be Sonic Adventure 3. But that game is literally not done. Whereas, like, this one is rushed and unfinished, but that one is just, it's broken in kind of a different way. That's yeah, more it is broken in ways where, like, I can glitch past things very easily because these are very easy to fix bugs they just didn't fix because they weren't a lot of the time. Sonic 2006 isn't broken an unfinished game that has a vision. It has a vision. That game has heart. I don't care what anybody says. Like, I, yeah, like you can make fun of the whole a, 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 a human girl kissing a hedgehog thing bullshit. Like, go ahead. Like, that's your dumb me. Yeah. But whatever. it's something. It's going for it's something. something. There is something there that somebody, like, believed in. There is nothing in Sonic Forces. It has no overarching vision. Or heart, like no. like you said about Sonic 06. Yeah. Like, that's a sad thing to say about a game I know a bunch of people worked really hard on. But, like, it was just a failure of something where whoever was in charge there was not bringing, yeah, they bringing not bring, anything to it. Yeah, like, the, the elements that made something like Sonic Generations and even bits of Lost World delightful mm-hmm. are just, they just seem completely gone. And Sonic Colors. I really like Sonic Colors. Sonic Colors there's is a, fantastic. There's a big level near the end of Sonic Colors where you're running up a long pillar oh, in yeah. like a space elevator and it's really fucking cool. It's and then so they do, ridiculous. They do that in Sonic Forces and it lasts 20 seconds. Nice. <laughs> nice. There's a bunch of things that are just... Everything Everything in the game is we took something from Sonic Colors or Sonic Generations and then we did it again but shorter and oh, worse. <laughs> and we put it... That- Oh, I think there was a vision for that game. It was Sega management told me to get something out in 11 months. It, that's that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like a complete failure of like turning product in of like making entertainment and not a product, I guess. Yeah, it is yeah. a product. But they fucking they made a not glitchy game in, you know, possibly as low as a year. That's something. Is it? I think this is a, you see we talked about simple gear. I think this is just another kind of area where our values just hey, slightly, at least slightly at least we didn't pay line. sixty dollars for this thing. Obviously, God, I'd you be furious if I had bought it new. Yeah, this Ooh. thing got heavily discounted like a week before it came out. Ooh. This thing was like supposed to be fifty bucks and discounted to thirty like a week before it came out. And that's yeah. when you started going. Uh oh, <laughs> that might mm-hmm. be a pro. That is when I started to nope out because uh, I was gonna, I was gonna be on the the day one for this game because I thought generations. We love generations. They nailed it with generations. It was great, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, saw Oh God, I remember. <laughs> yeah, like I was gonna pre-order. I remember this. this now. I was like, I think Mania is gonna be the better game, and you were both Sonic Forces. They're making a generation <laughs> sequel. What could go wrong? <laughs> Literally fucking, everything. and I think you ended up buying it for me. And I played I did, like but it, no, I played like I, a, when it was like seven fifty. I, I did not pay 
You didn't pay full price. It went on sale no. pretty quickly after it came out. Yeah, I got it for less than ten bucks. I'm certain it was definitely less than ten. I, could I just remember that. that I'm not the one that bought it. I remember you buying it and sending it to me with a smart ass comment. And I was just like, okay. And, <laughs> and, then, like, yeah, and then, then I played it on you your. You account. played it on my account, so <laughs> it didn't take long. Nope. Okay, I will concede one thing to John. The fact that they made functional video games is obviously not actually worth anything other than the people who made it were like, hey, we fucking did, we did something. We got a paycheck. Yep, we got a paycheck. But I did generally have a very fun time with this game by not taking it seriously and playing with the Japanese dub. <laughs> that, 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 I can imagine game, that would elevate it. It just became bit. the funniest thing I've ever played. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I really want to play adventure with the Japanese titles. Um, see, that's the thing is when I was when I was you know eighteen and Generations came out or not, not Sonic Adventure one. I played right, that game like well, come on. I know I played I played Adventure one like three times and I definitely did like English dub Japanese dub English dub. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Adventure one's real good. Yeah. Wow. It's going for something. It's going for something. It's going for something. I think it's fun. Um. Oh boy, I just that game did not that game, Sonic Forces did not earn locking you from skipping the credits. <laughs> you you cannot skip the credits in Sonic Forces and they're like 8 minutes. Oh. Weird. So you get to listen to that great soundtrack, the fist bump song that they repeat during oh, dramatic no. moments. Oh, they keep the doing it. Sonic. Oh god. I mean, that's just them doing like yeah. the, the Crush Sonic 40 thing. They do it. They do the Crush 40 thing and Nothing. I don't earn it. I yeah. felt nothing. And can you can you imagine them doing? They play the replay the title theme. They do this thing where with the power of friendship, Sonic and the Avatar, you are yourself insert and Sonic come together to do the devil boost. And then during the the climactic moment of the final boss fight is that Sonic and classic Sonic and the Avatar come together <laughs> to triple boost and destroy the. <laughs> As the theme song plays, and I'm just like, this does nothing for me. I does not, nothing. Does not spark joy. See, I think it's just a thing where I embrace that sort of cheesiness to the max. Yeah. I, I embrace it too. I'm not a... I'm not... Because, like, I, I, I will put on the Sonic Colors final boss theme and feel emotional. Like, oh, he's going to reach for the stars, even though they look pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even like one of the ones that really works on the story like adventure no. and adventure 2 do yeah it, it, that's the thing zach is that they don't fuck it up they do it exactly the way you're supposed to but because the game just has nothing happening you gotta like, earn that moment you've got to make everything matter up until yeah. that point or the big catharsis moment like that's not gonna fucking work yeah that's how you can't make that land without the rest of the game building up to it I in see. some fashion and I could almost see these cutscenes working, like these story working, if the game part had any substance. Because, right. like, it's a, if it was just, if the game backed up the darkness of that story at all, but it's completely it's weightlessly easy. Away. It's just like a throwaway line in a text box, and a Sonic was tortured for six months. He doesn't act. He Any difference. Yeah, he's still he's still throwing out wisecracks. It's like, are you sure? Yeah, I mean, even Solid Snake, he was he was pretty rough in that interrogation. Mm-hmm. Oh, you man. feel you feel it when Jack gets tortured. Yeah, not not Metal Gear Solid, but Jack Two. Jack Two. Yeah, <laughs> the darkest video game. The darkest video Jack game. Two Jack Two is pretty dark. Jack Two is pretty dark. 
it's pretty it's a pretty dark and edgy. Yeah. Um God, this would have been a great Imagine if this was like as grim as Jack Two and oh. also as long and as hard. Oh my god. Oh that my god. The world. <laughs> See, that's the that's kind of the vibe I get from Sonic 2006 of it just being frustratingly difficult because of the glitches. Mm. And the, have we mentioned the load times in that game, <laughs> John? That game will. I someday you should get to it. I will, probably. I, I was eyeballing all my my many many bad Sonic games I've accrued, because um, I impulse buy them when I'm sad. Um, <laughs> And I was just like, do these still spark joy? Or has all my love for Sonic been stripped from me? Yeah, is this the only Sonic game we're going to be talking about this week? Um, I didn't finish Secret Rings. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll finish Secret Rings and then get back to you. I'm positive it's better than Sonic Forces. I mean, you seem to actually be kind of warming up to it, and then suddenly... <laughs> you Like no, you said, it gets better as you go. I want to play Higurashi. Speaking of which, I played Higurashi. Hey, Higurashi is good. Okay. I know that video uh, go game. Ahead and wrap that one off. Are you gonna? Are yeah. you gonna? Are you gonna forbid us from talking about it, Rhett? Are we? Go, are no, we go good? Ahead. We can. Okay, John. We can talk about it. Oh, good. Thanks, Rhett. Finally, I feel like I maybe you're finally letting us out from under your thumb for once. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, like letting, letting us exert a little power in this podcast <laughs> dynamic. Finally, just in that in that relationship. Yeah, it's just kind of always. Who knew the... Rhett was the power top? <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the Rhett show. Yep. On the, the podcast in the bedroom. <laughs> uh, so, um, so I finished the second chapter of Higurashi. I don't know if I finished the first chapter. Did I? Um, I'm not actually even sure if you'd started. I think you were. It, I think you were close to finishing it. Um, oh, I think so. And you were like uh, maybe yeah, one I, chapter I, left. I finished it and it fucked me up. <laughs> it's man, that first story really hits hard. Yeah, it really hits hard. Um, cause you're just, you just want him to believe in his friends, Please you know, make one right decision, man, <laughs> just want K to believe in his friends. And that is his arc of just losing it. Yeah. And it's so sad. It really is. Like everybody's, and it, and it kind of... everybody's trying to help so much. Mm-hmm. But he just doesn't want to play with girls anymore. That's all. <laughs> God, it hurts so much. I didn't realize how trouble he would be to make a girl cry. Yeah. Harden your heart, Kay. Oh. God. Making me on cry is a That's so sad. Oh. Your poor heart just so... can't take it. Oh. So you're playing Watanagashi Hen just... now. Yeah, I played... So I finished Onikakushi. Mm-hmm. And then I started playing Watanagashi. Mm-hmm. And I got about halfway through Watanagashi. Mm-hmm. And I said... So this one feels a lot more like kind of straight mystery plotting. Yeah. Um, this one feels... It's it's got more of a plot going on. It's got more of that the mis- meaty mystery. Onikakushi mm-hmm. is a lot more tonal, I think. Mm-hmm. It's about being in Kay's head as he just kind of dissolves yeah. into that paranoid mess mm-hmm. and then the consequences of that and the devastating consequences of Ooh. that. Um, and it's an emotional journey. Yeah. And when I finished Onikakushi, I was like, I am completely in love with all these characters. I don't know if it's going to have, like, if it's going to make me care about the mystery, yeah. basically. Yeah. 
Um, because I didn't know how seriously they were taking it. Yeah. Uh, I, I did play the um, the cast wrap up afterwards, and then that was sort of a oh okay, so you are kind of, Yo, they, they kind of make a yeah. point of talking about the mystery, and I was like oh okay, so you are thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, because Higurashi, there's a lot of because there, there's probably a supernatural element somewhere right in this universe, and that kind of makes you wonder like okay how is this going to be like make kind of an, is this going to come together in an emotional way that's satisfying mm. basically the pl- the pl- is the plot going to come together yeah in an emotional way that's satisfying and i was playing through watanagashi like okay so there this is feels more kind of straightforward novel yeah versus that almost like twine game where you're tones. living in a space like like when you're even... living in a when you're living in a miserable headspace. Yeah, like, Honikakushi is living in and experiencing both Hinamazawa and Keiji's headspace, whereas Watanagashi focuses a lot on Hinamazawa itself, its history, the, mm-hmm. like, the mystery that is, like, like, that is unfolding there. Um, there's a lot more... That's brought more to the forefront. Yeah, and Kei isn't... I think I don't think this is spoilery to say he is not dissolving into a paranoid mess in Watanagashi. No, he's, he's a dunce. He's a, he's big, a dunce. He's a big old dunce. <laughs> but he's you're not there's you don't have that horror yeah, of being yeah. in that of being forced into that headspace. Yeah. Because it's a miserable place to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a visceral fun journey. It's not like a boring it's not just a slog. Mm. It's a very fun game. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um in the horror sense, but Onikakushi is rough. And I was like, okay. I'm deep into the horror stuff now because obviously there's a bunch of extremely funny um, club activity stuff. Oh yeah, where you just get time to live with these characters in in the light. The the maid the maid scene is going to live in infamy for me forever because I was not expecting that scene to be as good as it was. (sighs) Gets laid in. That was that was one of my favorite stream moments just of all time. That was like. It was so many things happening at once because it was it was funny, it was cute, um, it was actually really lighthearted and and kind. It wasn't like all oh, boy in a dress in a really sick and gross way, um, mm-hmm. and it, it was it was kind of a little horny. It was it was pretty horny, Polly. Um, and you like you said, Mian voice, Mian's the voice actors it up. just sexing it the fuck up. The way she was was just like this is this may be the most turned on I have ever been on a stream before. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> She's just she really... whispers in his ear. Yeah, the way this, the, the voice actress whispers the lines, the way she's presenting them is just so hyper sexed up. But but it's just she's just saying things like she's just explaining the feeling of wearing a maid's uniform and how she's made him made him into his ideal woman, <laughs> and she's just being so sexy with it. But it's you have to watch that scene. <laughs> his miserable manhood twitched, Rhett. <laughs> That's what I said was, I forgot that he was canonically into it. He's canonically into it. <laughs> uh, you would never get that in Tight Moon. Yeah, no, no. You would never have Horny that funny. No. And <laughs> that you would never have Horny that enlightened in Tight Moon. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's really a healthy kind of Horny, I think. Uh, it was. I don't know. I know that it's good. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
So the club activity stuff in, in Watanagashi is extremely good. It's very fun. Uh, and I was deep into the horror stuff, and I was like, this isn't as oppressive mm. as Onikakushi, because mm. I'm not in that headspace. Right. This is probably not going to punt, because I, I was like a week or two weeks off from finishing Onikakushi, and it was still sitting in my gut like a yeah, brick. it does. It, yeah. It wasn't digesting. It was just there. Um... And I told Rhett, I was like, I'm pretty sure this one's going to be my favorite one. Because, <laughs> like, because it's the most, I told I said it was kind of maybe feel like trying games where yeah. that, it's that, that tone, that psychology in the prose. Yeah, the prose um, is very, very twiny. And he's, he's just doing VN speak. Yep. At, like, to maximum possible effect. Mm-hmm. Like... The I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Yeah, like like those repeated repeating lines like that, very, very like like that is staple. That is peak classic. The pa- peak visual novel. Peak visual novel. Um, it's potent. Yes. And I was like, I don't think any. This is gonna be my favorite question arc. I don't think any of the ones are gonna make me feel this way. Right. And that's okay. Yeah, like, because to focus on the story. each one is its own flavor. Like it, like, because Watanagashi is bringing something, bringing other things to the forefront, and like dealing with complicated feelings as a teenager, and like being like. being more sensitive to somebody's feelings, and mm-hmm. like that stuff. Like like the last stream before, um, but but you know, but like like last Thursday or so, like when that stuff started coming out, and like you starting to see like this character. Oh no, this character actually really hurt their feelings, and. It really hurts. Um, like that stuff's really cool too. Like just so it can like balance all yeah. of this new this new layer of stuff on top of the, the mystery and, and the horror elements that it incorporates. The fact that it's able to do that so fucking uh, seamlessly is so good. Yeah, there is an there is a moral arc yeah. to Watanagashi, and that's really cool for it to feel that complete. Yeah. In addition to doing all this cool mystery stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't expect, but, so I expected it to be compelling me in different ways, which it did. Um, the, la- the last chunk of this game absolutely tore my heart into pieces, cut it apart and stomped it on the floor. <laughs> oh man, I know, I'm so not ready for these streams, am I? <laughs> it, it, I was just like for the next day and a half, just like, uh, uh, uh. It's just like, oh. man, it's like I'm being crucified. Ugh. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and it's so, and there, there's just, even though you don't know the whole mystery, mm-hmm. there is still a complete mystery to the whole Watanagashi arc. Yeah. That's very satisfying. Mm. Um, and I didn't remember any of this from the anime, basically. Like, this this had just left my brain. Yeah. Um, and it just hit so hard and so and i had no idea where the story i didn't know what the rules were basically mm. um so i didn't know how it was going to play out and when it all played out it um landed really hard because this is it's basically the arc of k you want k to do the right thing throughout all of onikakushi yeah and a different story would be like building up to the point in arc eight when K does the right thing. Yeah. And then in this one, it's more like 
he's getting he gets he's doing a lot of the right things you, and you then you're just and then the question is progress. is that enough yeah yeah like i like that like you feel a progress with these yeah. games like there's definitely uh, that progress in Keiichi's character from Onikakushi to Watanagashi I've already noticed. And I know that just from the anime, and remember you want to know that, I know that he is consistently a character that uh, he has to grow because it's primarily the narrative does focus a lot on his perspective. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't really start shifting until later. Um, so you've kind of got to, like, I, I, for a lot of Higurashi to work, Keiichi as a character has to work. And I like mm -hmm. that they, and I like that like they work at making him get there, and it's not just like some Kirito thing where he's just good already. Keiichi yeah. is awesome. He has moments, and he, he like his his amazing ability to throw away his pride entirely uh, <laughs> to, to achieve any and everything. Um, like it's a great ability, and it's like it, 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 and it helps like really paint him as a character that is growing constantly, despite the weird narrative way that this story is structured mm -hmm. um yeah I, I i ended this one just completely loving k yes. um i'm so like i think we're finishing it this week on a stream so it's gonna be really good, good. yeah um it's oh boy yeah it's just gonna it's gonna land real hard <laughs> I think. be prepared uh, I, i'll get my mute button prepared yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll say I'll say one other thing is that um, there were two is that the the first game I mentioned this I'm playing it with the classic art mm -hmm. uh, classic novel style. Mm -hmm. um, there was one moment in the first game mm -hmm. where I was like where there's a moment where they changed the, the eyes. Yes. Uh, and for me, I was like, there are many I have played many way more expensive VNs that do not land a visual moment as strong as this. Like this is the VN. This is the language that is exclusive to the VN, and it is bringing so much to this story. Mm -hmm. um, Watanagashi has two different moments, different kinds of moments, both visual moments involving eyes yeah. that land just as powerfully in completely different ways. Interesting. Um, and you, you're playing on the PS2 version, which, as yeah. I understand it, change, changes up one of them. I think the other one will be. Oh. I mean, I'm excited to see how it presents both of those visual moments. Yeah, yeah. Like, because um, yeah, this has the the CG. Um, yeah, aspect. I was thinking one of them is going to be a CG now. Yeah, mm -hmm. one of them is a CG now. I, I I had a friend who was talking to me about it. Like, uh -huh. he cared. He has a lot of opinions there with the, some of these changes. It was mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm experiencing but, it that way because I think that just as a stream, I think it's a little more yeah. visually it's a little more visually yeah, exciting with the mod, honestly. So yes, we we started with just normal VN, and I thought that like eh, it's it's just not popping enough visually, mm -hmm. uh, and I think I think it, that I, I think it makes sense for this and yeah. adding the voices, makes yeah, sense and the voices the like it's been way an easier experience this time around. Yeah. Um. Miserable manhood experience. Mis my miserable manhood experience. <laughs> oh my god! Boy got horned up in that in that made mm -hmm. costume. It's it's cagey. Enjoy it, dude. Hey, <laughs> no shame here. <laughs> so I told so I told I told you that um, Onikakushi's maybe. Um, you said you thought Onikakushi was perfect. I think I it is. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's. As true of Watanagashi, it feels bigger. It mm -hmm. feels much. It feels like it's going. I think it lands a bigger catharsis, right, right. than Onikakushi does. Yeah. And 
I really came away from it feeling very good. Fantastic. And there is no way, absolutely no way, <laughs> that the next arc is going to make me feel as strongly as this one. It's it's done. <laughs> the next one's going to be fine. I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to finish arc three and just be like, meh. I felt this. It's fine. It's it's I'm not gonna have I remember some stuff from that one, and I'm, you're gonna eat these fucking words. <laughs> see, that's that's sort of why I've got like I've been setting us up the whole time. I've I've been setting us up. I've been setting <laughs> oh, us up. Right. I know what's coming, and I'm done, and I know <laughs> that it's still gonna fucking hit me, and I'm gonna hate it, and I'm gonna have to make sure I press that mute button real fast. Mm-hmm. And then the arc four is shorter, and I think it's also gonna rip my heart out. Oh man! Um, and then, but then the answer arcs. There's nothing that happens. There, no, basically. that's, that's oh, we're done there. Answer arcs um, are gonna be the easy. The more I've been thinking about Higurashi and like thinking of stuff that happens, like specifically the answer arcs that isn't a huge main plot point, but like just some of the smaller things. I'm just like, oh man, oh man, are you in fucking in for it? You do. There's uh, there's some scenes I am just. Dreading even thinking about you having to read through. <laughs> There's like a few of them have come to mind, and I'm just like, oh no, oh no. But it's good because I've got I've got a crowd that comes to enjoy the misery with me. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people are surprisingly turning out for the streams, uh, which really I did, I didn't expect it. Um, but yeah, people are into it. There's like first timers. There's people that are, that know the series, so it's kind of you've got it coming from both sides. So it's really fun. Yeah. God, those streams are fun. I tried watching the back half of Onikakushi on the YouTube archive, and I was like, this is too emotional to it's... experience with. <laughs> yeah. Without friends. Yeah, you need friends. I might. I might still try to poke through and just kind of get the the big <laughs> the big <scene> bits. <laughs> but God, it's hard. Um, aw, June says they are the highlight of my day. Aww. Well, we'll be continuing. We're going all next week, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach says, I need to stop watching the streams as much so I can play the game semi-blind. I, Polly started it, and I watched a little bit of the Onikakushi one, and I was like, I dropped the eye streams because I wanted to play it. Yeah. I want to play this desperately, and I want to watch these streams. So I just <laughs> raced through yeah, the first arc and raced through the second arc. Fucking blissed Watanagashi. Mm-hmm. And, and me having a surgery helped you do that, obviously, because yeah. I was off, mm-hmm. I was off for a week after that. Yeah, so now I've got a bit of a buffer. Yeah, I started. I want to. I think you and me and her a love story mm-hmm. is only like eight hours long, so right. I just want to kind of finish that just Talent so that I have it off my off my plate a little bit. Um, and I think it's going to be a good time because cool. that was the one that was recommended to me along a similar axis mm. to like. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but. I, there are there are moments in Wada Nagashi where it's just like this is this is my favorite VN. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> but that that you know pull that pull back a little bit. That's in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this was this is really special. I'm really excited for more cool K. Yeah. Also, yeah, <laughs> he's so fucking he's so fucking cool. Yes, he's the biggest fucking dork in the room. But I love him. But you have to love him. <laughs> I love him to death. Oh, he's so good. All right, that's Higurashi. Cool. Forever. We'll never talk about never it again. Never again. Won't let us. <laughs> yeah, Rhett won't let us. Next so. week, next episode, John just comes in <laughs> sobbing after finishing Tatari Garoshi. Mikashi's next. Uh, oh, t- right, yeah. Tatari Garoshi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God, who's next? Rhett, I think? Yeah, or is I'm next. I, I don't okay. have anything think, else, so. Okay, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, done, Polly's too. done. Polly only had the one, and, you know, obviously more Higurashi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched an anime. Did you? Tell us about it. 
Um, so I revisited a show I watched a few years ago that I was always kind of iffy on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched, rewatched Yuki Yuna is a Hero. Uh-huh. I know the name. So this is a magical girl show. It is a okay. show that w- when it came out, I had a very cynical take on it. I thought, oh, the producers of this, they saw how popular Madoka was, mm-hmm. and they said, let's do that, but change it just enough so we don't get sued and so that we can franchise it, it a bit more. Because Madoka, you know, it kind of ended. Yeah. <laughs> so Yuki Yuna is a hero is... And also, the other thing is that a lot of the people I follow now that are super into Simple Gear really like this like show. Like this show, yeah, that's kind of what I figured. <laughs> so a lot of it was like, okay, I'll give it another shot. Right. And the main girl, Yuki Yuna, she do punch. She do punch. And she, she, she scream and punch. What? She punch very good. That's good. That's good. But, but there's not actually that much action in the show, so it is... It it escalates to like simple gear levels like in episode four and it's like okay this is a little on earned you guys oh but anyways <laughs> um so the thing about this show is that it even like trying to be more charitable towards it and like just take it for what it is and not like be like oh it's Monica ripoff Monica ripoff right I still kind of fell back into mm, it's very similar to Monica huh. Uh, magical girls are fucked up thing is that what we're going for yeah okay okay so basically it i think it cares more about its characters than monica does because monica does always kind of have that element of like they're being punished for wishing for things Uh, Mm oh yeah whereas in this like there's a lot more slice of life and like downtime moments in this like to kind of build the characters up before it breaks them Mm -hmm. the other thing i I said to John, like, oh, it's weird revisiting something, only kind of hazily remembering the details and knowing things are going to go bad. You guys probably don't know what that's like <laughs> in reference to Higurashi. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we got that. Because, <laughs> like, got that. Look, there's one episode of this early on where they just spend, it's a, the whole thing is a slice of life episode about a character's personality trait. And I'm just like, why are they spending so long time? Oh, no. Because they're going to oh, kill no. the next episode. It's not even that they die next episode. It's it's like it's a really delayed thing, but it's pretty fucked up. Mm. So I was able to appreciate and understand that the show isn't just Monica uh-huh. because it does have like the fighting is way more simple gearish and like big kind of flashy yeah. fists and punches and stuff, whereas Monica battles are just really, really like so over stylized, like Yeah, they're they're it's they're much more they're artsy. Cerebral, They're very artsy. Yeah. yeah. And Monica also, like, the shoe drops in episode three. <laughs> this one wait. This one waits way longer, even though mm-hmm. it's still only, like, a 12-episode show, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, when you end up comparing them thematically, that's when it's like, oh, they are just... They're very similar, huh? Aww. Because they're both shows, basically, about girls who kind of get tricked into being participating in a system that exploits them. Uh-huh. And, like, specifically the way in which both shows, like, the girls lose ownership of their own bodies is extremely similar in both shows. Right. Mm. And it's just like, okay, like, there's definitely something here to them being on the same page there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but then the show, like, instead of having, it has a very big action climax that I liked. 
because like you know they fight against the system and stuff happens mm. and then an interesting thing though is like the ending of the show is extremely vague on what actually happens we got to be vague in a show like this if you're going to franchise it you can't make any you can't make any long lasting decisions my he may taught us that uh, so like <laughs> That is, you have such a bone to pick with I, that ending. I, well, actually, it's decades in oh, the making of it's bone the picking with this ending. Fucking worst ending I've okay, ever so, seen. Okay, so Polly, <laughs> you shouldn't Polly, you shouldn't watch this show because I think my I think magical girl stuff really isn't compatible with being a tragedy because they always want to. If you're not brave enough, they always want to have that moment where the power of love wins. Yeah, anyways. I get that. So, like, this show really fucks these characters up and then immediately pulls its punch back like like Maihime does. So it's like, you have shows like Madoka where, you know, they pull the ass-pull moments out at the very end and it feels justified and, like, kind of doesn't ruin the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have shows like Maihime where they have the ass-pull moment in the last episode and it totally ruins the show. And I think this one's a little bit in between those. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one moment that is, like... Extremely similar to my Hime. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, they, no! Both characters have a character... Both shows have a character take an eye patch off. Oh, God. Fuck it. <laughs> so, yeah. Ah! That's like... Like, oh, my God. I can literally see Mal's eye patch falling the, off when I that, close my eyes. That, and it just sends a brick through my soul. <laughs> You made two gifts of that for, like, your review of that show. I that's, did. That single shot made you so mad. Oh, my God. But basically, the show is... So, it's hard to talk without just directly spoiling stuff. Monica is very clear what happens at the end. Yeah. This one feels like the same thing happens, but it's not clear. It's just kind of like, hey, remember the title of the show? Yuki Yuna is a hero. And you know Yuki Yuna is the main character. Right. She's the one hundred and first. Did she? <laughs> Basically, there's the implication of a, that a sacrifice has been made. Yeah. So, but like, I had not remembered this ending being extremely vague. So I googled like Yuki Yuna is a hero ending, and I find this Reddit post from like se- six or seven years ago when this aired, and I'm just like, oh, my interpretation of the ending, and I guess pretty much everybody's it seems was just. This one extremely well thought out Reddit post that just ties everything together and like seems to make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So like that's how I thought the ending went. <laughs> so we'll get back to that later. Okay. The reason I really wanted to revisit the show is because I found out they eventually made a second season. Right. Oh shit. Okay. Because I thought it was because basically I watched the show and it was like oh they're gonna franchise this and they they did. But they did a bunch of like light novels and manga and all, all sorts of side stuff. But they never continued the anime. Mm. And from what I gather, the like, you know how like media franchises like this will have kind of like their bible of like this is what you can do, this is what you can't yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. As far as I know, the rule for this series was that you don't touch the end of the anime <laughs> because it's meant to be a certain way. You must not undo Yuki Yuna's sacrifice. So the anime. The second season, it's two things. The first six episodes are uh, a prequel based on some other characters, and then the second six episodes are a direct continuation of the anime. Right. So they broke the one rule. 
so the first half is oh I forget the name like the Washio story or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very good though. I actually really like this one, and enough of it is like so. They say exactly what's going to happen in these episodes in the original series, like because you know who these characters were and what happened to them. Yeah. So, but just like, and the kind of it's that kind of Higurashi thing again of like, well, I know where this ends up. Yeah. <laughs> and you're spending like over half the series just being a cute magical girl show. I know what Boy, you're doing. You're not gonna fool Boy, me. I it's they don't try to fool you, but boy, when that shoe drops. Mm. It's rough. This is like the hardest I've cried at a show oh, in no. a long time. There is just there is an extended funeral scene that is just gut wrenching. Oh no! I've kind of never seen anything like it. We're bringing the cheery ones to this one. To yeah, this it sounds like, like it. I don't think I've ever seen a funeral scene in an anime where it's like specifically open casket. No, it never is. Yeah, and it's also weird because in my back of my head I go, oh, they must have really spent a long time preparing her body after what happened because you see it in the previous episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, uh, so that's fucking dark as hell. And then, uh-huh. you know, it, it kind of rushes through the ending because all of it has been explained in the previous series of what's going to happen and then yeah. it happens and it's very rough. Ugh. So it is the one, so it, it gets to go full tragedy mm. and that's... It's a lot to deal with. Right. Interesting. So it does get to resolve all that. It does get to kind of resolve. I mean, it, it leads directly into where season where, one starts. Yeah, where season one starts. Okay. Gotcha. But but when season one started, like if you're just starting from there, you don't know all the you shit that has just went down. The shit that just happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the second half of season two, which is a six episode direct continuation. Uh, okay. Huh. So it's weird because so again. I watched this show originally, I think, 2013, the first season, and had a very clear thought of what I happened at the end based on this Reddit post. Mm-hmm. And they just throw that all out. <laughs> oh. And that's a little weird. Oh, okay. Whatever you thought you happened, whatever you thought you thought happened at the end of season one isn't actually what happened. And that's just weird having to have oh, that rug pulled out from under you. Weird. They, and then... You don't actually find out the official explanation until episode four. So it's a while Woo! until you... So for you to be just like, I still don't know what end happened at the end of season one. And then even when they explain their new reason, I'm just like... Mm. Little flimsy. Little flimsy, yeah. It sounds, it sounds like an interesting thing. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. See, so this continuation series, it just... It really goes in a weird direction. There's like almost no action until the last episode. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm, just, I'm not sure if I liked it that much. It it just... It's hard to talk about. Because I, I almost kind of... It's hard know. to not spoil it. Don't want to spoil it. Not even just spoilers, but just like... It just did not go in the direction I ever would have expected it to. Mm-hmm. And then inexplicably, the last episode is the big action one, and it just goes like real, real, real big. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So I liked it for that. <laughs> I'm I'm very simple. You're you are easy to please. I am so easy. It's like, you know, this second half of the series, Yuki Yuna probably th- maybe throws as little as one punch, but she put her fucking back into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you're gonna throw one punch, 
you better make it like make as it big count. as Gurren Lagann. Make it like, count. It is just like big, drawn out, like black and white, sketchy style, like Gurren Lagann climax. Yeah. yeah. Throw that punch in slow motion. <laughs> like it's really funny. <laughs> but like story wise, I was just season two is just it's strange, mm. just the way it all en- ended up going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a series, I guess. That's, yeah, that definitely I'm, I'm weird. Glad, I'm glad I revisited it because I came off on season one a little higher, but then yeah. and then I really liked the prequel stuff, but then the sequel ended up kind of being a weird mixed bag of letdown. It's kind of like mm-hmm. how that weird Danganronpa 3 anime happened where they had like despair oh. and future, mm-hmm. but like future, yeah. future was garbage and not worth watching, except for like yeah. one episode. And then this, the despair arc is fucking incredible this is definitely kind of like that only that in that they didn't do the insane thing of airing them like vice alternating versa. yeah because in this at least when the prequel finishes there was one episode that was just a recap yeah that you can totally skip if you need to but like that recap obviously bridges the time period between the prequel and the sequel yeah 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 so like it would be so weird if they had just done the alternating. Yeah, like that's thing. that's. There would be no reason to do that. And no, I don't know why Danganronpa did that. Yeah, like I don't know why Danganronpa did that at all because it didn't add anything. Um, yeah, it didn't add anything narratively to to the structure and and like and I know, like and I can speak on this because I literally just like I, I I hang out on a Discord and they were streaming that and I pop in. Oh, and they, I, I would pop in every now and again and watch a bit of it and be like, "Yep, this is still bad." Don't know why we're doing it. I don't know why y'all are watching this in alternating order. Just you should just watch one arc and then watch the other. I never, I never watched the future one. Yeah, like despair is good. Uh, I think I looked at the last episode and got mad at what I was seeing. So I, just I was it. very, I was very angry at the last episode of Future. It's ridiculous. Uh... It is ridiculous. So it. So I finished this and then immediately started another Magical Girl show, but I'm not finished that yet. Not finished that one yet? Yeah, but that that's just my thing now, I guess. Just watch Magical Girl shows where they punch. Yeah. You get punches. Well, the, the weird thing is, the one I'm watching now, there's no fighting. There's conflict, but they don't ever actually like attack each other. It's interesting. It's, it's diplomacy. Diplomacy it's, Magical Girls. It's like, oh, is this one actually for little girls? It's weird. Weird. <laughs> Time to get really into pre-care. There you right? go. Okay. There you go. Just oh, deep dive. It was just only a matter of time, pre-care. really. It was only it, it, all of this simple gear shit was just practice <laughs> for pre-care. There's oh, so much you could start pre-care and just never run out. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking much. There was one. There was one time I was almost interested enough to start that because. One of the series has like the same art director as Casher and Sins. Oh. So one, one, so one episode came out that just looks a lot like Casher and Sins, and I was like, mm, maybe. And then I never got around to it. Mm. Interesting, because still doesn't sound like it's a good show. It still no. sounds. It's, it's, I mean, it's still well, fucking Precure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it sounds like um, Casher and it Sins is kind of the bomb, though. It Every- sounds kind of like. Um, the, the the Sentai stuff where there are these just a million series yeah, of 50, yeah, 60 yeah. episodes and even if they land like some of the big beats you're going to have a lot of filler stuff yeah. and that's yeah. just really hard for me to deal with yeah. like I watched three seasons of Sailor Moon and that was like my extent for my life <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what I like about Simple Gear is that 
it's five seasons. It, so it's, it's 60 episodes, but it's five seasons. So you just are guaranteed a big climax every 13 episodes. Yep. You're not going to just be lost in It's in It's, it's the anti-filler. The, it's the anti... Yeah, to, like, to, a, to a negative extent, potentially. Yeah. yeah. It is... Boy, I wish these seasons were a little longer so they can flush some of the stuff yeah, out. Like, yeah, that's, we, that's where We're I'm shoving at. everything we can in 13 episodes. Come hell or high water. Yeah. The Sonic Forces. To simple, oh, to, no! To, uh, the Sailor, I the Sailor Moon's Wonderful 101. <laughs> I specifically was like, I'm not going to say Simple Gear while he's talking about Sonic Forces. I don't want that line being drawn no, anywhere. No, no, no. Simple Gear definitely tries way harder than Sonic yeah, Forces. Yeah, It has way more going on there. Like Simple, was Simple Gear has gravitas. Dimension. Simple Gear has gravitas and faith in its vision. Um, mm, and, I did and, not draw that line with Wonderful 101, which I meant to, which mm, is just like, hey, this sounds like maybe too much of the. Right, right, right. <laughs> Builds and builds and builds and does climax, but there's a lot of that a lot to of begin climax. with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I guess that's it. That's it. Cool. Are we is all it? done? Are we all done? Yeah. Everyone read Earthsea. I really like it. Mm. Those okay. books are fantastic. They're like my favorite fantasy novels. Okay. I'll get right on that. I'm gonna do that this week. Red, Red, Red will do it. I bet. Red will do it too. Red said he's totally reading. on board. He loves reading. He loves reading. <laughs> well. I guess that's going to do it for your fo- for your friends here at the SoxCast for another fine episode. Of course, we want to thank everybody for coming out. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the bits. Thank you for the subs. Y'all are, of course, far too generous, uh, but it is always appreciated. And remember, things are going on this week at the site. we got Game oh my God, of the Decade. We have dec- to do that right now, Polly. <laughs> yep. Game of the Decade yeah. is getting ready to go up. It's going to be up starting at noon on the 22nd. Uh, it's going to be a week of just video games that you've probably never heard of, but should probably come to appreciate, because guess what? Somebody loved it enough to put it on their list. Yeah. So this is going to be really like, nice. this, is, this is an entire week to celebrate video games, uh, and it's going to feel real good. I think that's a lot of positive energy uh, that this thing has brought to the site, and I think a lot of people need a lot of positive energy uh, right now. <laughs> so um, thank you again, Tengu, for the perfectly timed 100 bits. Um, but yeah, um, and again, we will be here next Sunday, uh, to unveil the top 99, uh, watch the site for, for, for a time on that. We don't have a start time yet. Uh, but yeah, we would, it'll definitely be next Sunday and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. I think that y'all are going to enjoy it as well. Uh, so I guess if that is it, we're going to go ahead and get on every, get on out of here. So thanks again, everybody, uh, for listening and all that fun stuff. And remember, we are the podcast loves you. We're the only ones that love you.